It's not an illegal protest. It's in our charter of rights and freedoms. I made a promise. We made a promise. Hold the line. I think we thought when the trucks left Ottawa, that was going to be the end of it. But we didn't realize that was just the beginning. Just going to preface what we're watching right now. This is a promo from Trish Wood, who is a journalist. Um, I think I can say friend as well, uh, who's making a documentary on Tamara Litch. So we're going to let this play because this is her promo raising um, funds for it. I guess I'll share the link with everybody from the tweet, but give this a watch because it's actually quite amazing. And I think me going back to Ottawa in a couple days to this trial is kind of poetic in a way, because I'm going back to fight again. And I'll keep fighting, and I'll keep fighting, and I'll keep fighting, because the people that made these decisions and forced parents to die by themselves and forced people to kill themselves need to be held accountable. If you, uh, if, if you watch one of Justin Trudeau's more recent sound bites, nobody forced anybody to do anything. It's all, it was all consensual. There's a great Smeagol meme where it's Smeagol holding the ring. It's like, you will do this. And then nice Smeagol saying, nobody forced you to do anything. I like, I like Tamara. I mean, imagine this is, this is the face of public enemy number one for Canadian politics. Tip. Yeah. And our media sure as hell ain't gonna do it. I don't see a lot of lawyers out there chomping at the bit. So who else? So you're prepared to go to prison? Mm-hmm. Because this is my hill. I said I might go to jail for this and I might die for this. And I'm okay with that. And I don't want to go to jail if I don't want to die. But you know, at some point, the way that our country is headed, the direction that I see it going, they just trampled a lady with a walker! It's far more scary if we don't stop it than either of those two fates. This is my hill. That's good. When I was a kid, um, when I was a kid, I used to have a dream of making music videos, directing music videos, or the promos for movies. Um, that's damn good. That's well produced. It's well done. The story behind it happens to be one with which many of us are too familiar. Beautiful story. Here's the link to Trish Wood. She's down in Ottawa. I, I'm, I'm fairly certain she's down in Ottawa now reporting on the streets, reporting from Ottawa, because for those of you who don't know, I mean, everybody, I hope you know, Tamara Leach, uh, the convoy organizer arrested, uh, charged with mischief, incitement of mischief. I think when she was getting arrested and she said, hold the line, that was inciting mischief. Uh, she spent a total of 50 some odd days in jail. I had a, a, a great interview with her. If, you know, if I can say so myself, we had a great interview. Uh, she went into all of it 50 some odd days between the first two and a half weeks in jail, in jail on pretrial detention, uh, without being released on bail on nonviolent mischief charges. Uh, Chris Barber is the co-defendant who is currently standing trial right now as well. 
along with Tamara Leach. I had Pat King on a couple of weeks ago. He talked about his five and a half months in jail, pre-trial detention, the abhorrent conditions that they had him in on, nonviolent mischief as well, and perjury, because apparently he committed perjury on one of his bail hearings. They're going to trial now. Um, and um, I was going to see Trish Wood's tweet because I retweeted it. Uh, the trial starts today. Trish Wood tweets from this morning, which I, I presume she's there. I like the judge reasonable and not grandstanding. Listen to this, people. Tamara Leach had an order as part of her bail conditions, amongst other social media speech attending protest restrictions. She couldn't attend the downtown Ottawa Corps because the sight of her would be traumatizing for the people of Ottawa, the, those poor victims living in the capital city of Canada who were terrorized by horns for seven days and terrorized by an occupation that lasted three and a half weeks of the four blocks on Capitol Hill of Canada's national capital city. She writes, Trish Wood, I like the judge reasonable and not grandstanding. Uh, the crown forbids Tamara from being in the downtown core or the red zone without counsel. She had to get special dispensation to go for lunch today without counsel. We heard earlier her presence might, quote, trigger, end quote, the locals. Seriously. So... The trial starts today. I'm not in Ottawa. Apparently it's only in person, so there's no streaming. I don't know if there's any live tweeting, but I'm going to see if I can get uh, updates from, from uh, Trish periodically as this goes on. Here's, <clears throat> excuse me, here's a link to Trish's Trish tweet. So you can all go follow that. Because we haven't hit, we haven't hit rock bottom yet. It's not yet the darkest before the dawn. Uh, we still have a ways to go, people. You know, I, who was I listening to? Oh, we're going to get into it. I mean, it was in the Rogan Maher, Mayor, Bill Maher podcast, where he, Rogan was quoting Solzhenitsyn, or Solzhenitsky, the, the Russian guy who was talking about the demoralization of, of, a, of a nation. It's like, yeah, it's not until the boot kicks you in the groin, kicks you in the belly, or is on your neck that you realize, yep, we done screwed up. We gave up a little bit too much. Until then, you can you know, close your eyes, block your ears, and, and never mind. It's not my problem. It's Tamara Leach's problem. It's Pat King's problem. It's Chris Barber's problem. It won't happen for me. I'll be a good citizen, and I won't say anything wrong, and I won't do what the government doesn't like. It doesn't work that way. Okay, so the trials have started. Let me just see something here. The outcome of the trial is predetermined, isn't it? I, um, shoot, two questions I don't actually know offhand. If Tamara has opted for a, a bench trial, a jury trial, a bench trial, a judge trial, or a jury trial, um, shoot, I have to double check that. I'm not even, I, I didn't, I never practiced criminal law in Canada. I don't know. I, look, I, I've been wrong every step of the way. I thought, I thought that commission, uh, the inquiry into the invocation of the Emergencies Act was going to be, at the very least, the time for the slap on the wrist of Justin Trudeau. I got that wrong because I'm blinded by my own optimism sometimes, which means that every time I reassess in the future, I have to say, Viva, are, is your prediction based on being blinded by your deep-rooted optimism? And if it is, maybe you should get a little more cynical in your analysis. I'm not gonna say that she's gonna get convicted. I think she's already spent enough time in jail that even if she were to get convicted on her mischief charges, two and a half weeks, what was, no, she spent 50 some odd days overall. That would be enough time in jail. But who knows? Mischief is a very serious crime in Canada. It can carry up to 10 years in jail. I think it's one of those hybrid, um, Summary offense or felony conviction. I mean, it's, it's a hybrid. It can be very serious. 10 years in jail. Oh, so the trial starts today. We have yet to reach peak bottom, I don't think. 
Uh, she might very well get convicted. Pat King, man, is going to be the easier one to convict. He's, he's at least, on the face of it, superficially, an easier character to dislike. Tamara Leach, at least you're looking, you're looking at a woman. I mean, surely a jury has to be more sympathetic to a woman. What kind of woman does mischief? That's like a man crime. Um, but I think it's bad. I don't, I'm not optimistic. Uh, they're going to make an example out of these. And even if they don't, even if they don't, an acquittal after all of this, a, a just result after, what, a year and a half of injustice is still an injustice. Peak bottom. <laughs> it's like a giant shrimp. It's a jumbo shrimp, a flat mountain. It's a, it's a contradiction in terms. Uh, you can have a peak depth. No you, no, you have a maximum depth. I'm sticking with it. Peak bottom. Peak bottom girls. Oh, it's a man crime, baby. So that's what's going on in Canada, but I got a couple of other stories before we get there. Let me just make sure that we are simultaneously streaming on the Rumbles. I made a mistake this morning, people. Uh, Julie Kelly is coming on tomorrow, not today. Julie Kelly uh, doing some great reporting on January 6th on the Trump indictments. Uh, she's going to come on tomorrow and give us the, the, the latest, the heads up, the what's up with the January 6th convictions, the sentences, the, the, the atrocious injustice of those trials as well. I thought it was today at 1230. And then when I said she wasn't coming on at 1230 today, but tomorrow I'll bump it back to the one o'clock start time so that I could go do a little digging on the ADL. Because what we're talking about today, after we get past Canadian madness, after we end on YouTube and go over to Rumble, we're talking ADL. Trump, not, well, sorry, Musk. Talking about suing the ADL for, I mean, he's saying defamation. It might be a little defamation, a little tortious interference with contracts. I, I'm vibing a little bit of the Oberlin case, which we're going to come to when we talk about that. I've been doing my homework on the ADL because it's not like I don't know what they are or who they are. Uh, and it's not like I haven't tweeted about them in the past because they are a, a propagandist activist organization that, as far as I am concerned, has done more to propagate and foment anti-Semitic sentiment as opposed to negate it or contradict it because the ADL, it's a Jewish organization that is supposed to, how does its, its goal, uh, you know, targeting and nullifying anti-Semitic uh, uh, actions and conduct on the interwebs. And it's just turned into a degenerate activist organization that goes out and calls you a fascist or a, a, I don't know, a right-wing zealot bigot. If you claim to be anti-anti-fascist, uh, they come out and say, if you call people groomers or you suggest that there might be grooming happening, you're a far-right bigot. They've turned into a, a, an absolutely, there's a lawnmower, a wildly uh, politically activist organization that as far as I am concerned is doing more to exacerbate anti-Semitic sentiment than to eradicate it. We're talking about that. We're talking about Sam Harris, which is going to segue into Bill Maher. The absolute brain rot that comes along with TDS and what I think TDS is, people. And we're going to talk about some other stuff. Before we get in there, by the way, has, has everybody, has everybody, I'm sure, has, has seen this because it's the best merch of all time. I'm still waiting for mine to get here. Barnes called it the, what did he call it? The trilogy or the trilogy? I forget what he called it. Uh, I got it. I've ordered my own merch, people. Our own merch wanted for president, the Donald Trump mugshot shot glass, the mugshot t-shirt, and the mugshot coffee mug. If you go to vivafry.com and get yours, um, people, people seem to like them. I cannot wait to get my 1.9 ounce mugshot shot glass so I can take two of those and make a delicious evening martini. Okay. A doctor offensive, you caught my eye 
with the all caps message, but I'm not bringing that comment up. Oh yeah, standard disclaimers, no medical advice, no legal advice, no election fortification advice. If you want to support the channel, best place to do it is vivabarnslaw.locals.com. $7 a month, um, 70 bucks a year if you get a discounted rate, although some people seem to actually take pride and pleasure in supporting us for more than that. Uh, you could give these super chats, but YouTube takes 30% of that. You can do Rumble Rants on Rumble, where we are simultaneously streaming. And um, that's, oh, Mighty Piss says, someone said the mug ended up 35 bucks with shipping taxes. What the hell? That would be shocking unless they took like express, um, express shipping. The shipping is a problem. It's 13 bucks, I think, give or take for the mug. And shipping is a problem depending on where it's going. We do the best we can. I mean, it's, uh, we're not yet at an international infrastructure where we can have like supply locations in every country. Um, so yeah, if you're going to order some merch, maybe make it more cost-effective than one shot glass <laughs> if you're shipping it to Australia. Okay, so with that said, let's get this show started. Uh, by the way, and for those of you who are new, I'm exclusive with Rumble. We are exclusive with Rumble. That does not mean that we do not touch YouTube. We start on YouTube. We then end on YouTube and go over to Rumble. The Rumble link is in the pinned comment. And then I post the clips to Viva Clips on YouTube. I post the entire stream the next day on, on YouTube. It's not a question of circumventing the rules of YouTube and saying things on Rumble that I can't say on YouTube. Uh, I put the entire thing up afterwards, but YouTube gets the uh, leftovers. They don't get the main course. That's for Rumble. And then we do our after party, locals exclusive at vivabarnslaw.locals.com. Now, we're not done with the Canadian madness, but we will end on it. Um, now, I, I, brought up, I brought up two tweets. I brought up two tweets. Where are they? One's from my brother, and one is from David Anber, who is not my brother. We're going to start with the David Anber tweet, because this is related to the convoy. You will recall, people. Maybe you won't. Maybe you will. Back in the day of the convoy, when they made it uh, illegal to honk the horns if it wasn't a, a highway necessity, I forget exactly how they, how they crafted that. They were giving people tickets for honking horns, if in their thought crime um, minority report sense of the term, they thought the person was honking a horn in support of the protest. They had uh, banned like air horns, train horns, fog horns, uh, mechanically assisted horns. I forget exactly what the distinction is. But there was this video that went viral of an elderly person. I'm not saying this to be judgmental. Who You could watch the video. Uh, does, not, does not appear to be all there in a sense that the response from the police officer, who, as you can see right here, is wearing a face mask outdoors, is wildly inappropriate. Watch what happened to this man. This was a man who allegedly was pulled over, I should say pulled over for allegedly honking his horn, was asked for ID and then said, I'm not giving you my ID, I don't have to, and then this happened. You're ended? Yeah, yes, this is not going to stop. Stop harassing old men. You don't have to show them anything. It's against the law. You just... For what? Hey! Fuck you, you're under arrest. What are you doing? Hey! Hey! So that's what happened. It was actually worse than that. This video cuts it short. This, old, this elderly gentleman uh, sought counsel in David Anber. For those of you who don't know David Anber, he's an Ottawa, Ontario criminal attorney. He was on the show. We, we, we are also friends. I met him as a result of all of this wonderful world of the interwebs. Back in the day said, I can advise with consent that I now represent the elderly man you've seen in videos like the one below. I respect, in respect of the provincial offense notice he received, my office will, vigorously, will be vigorously fighting the charge starting with what appears to be an unlawful arrest. All right. David Amber brought some news on this. 
Because this is what they do in Canada, by the way. I'm, I'm actually kind of surprised they're taking Tamara Leach to, to trial because I, one of my predictions, my wildly optimistic predictions, which I should just get more cynical. Read my, I should read my own Twitter header and just get more cynical. Apparently, I'm not yet there. I thought they were actually going to just drop the charges against Tamara Leach. Like, trial times, eh, we don't want to go to trial on these mischief charges. It, it might make us look bad. You know, for, the, for a government that criticizes Putin for being an autocratic government, it might not make us look good. No. One last hurrah they're going for. They didn't drop the charges yet. They did against this man, according to David Anber, criminal lawyer. At the last court date, the Crown withdrew the charge against our client. I opine that the reason was clearly that the arrest was unlawful, according to the to an Ontario, I don't know what that is, case, an Ontario, Ontario Court of Appeal, maybe? Ontario Court of Appeal case called R versus Plummer. This would have, in my estimation, destroyed the prospect of conviction. Hey. So Vic, uh, Victor, Amber gets the victory. A Pyrrhic victory, as I'm liking to say these days, because what's the victory? After the abusive arrest, after the physical assault, if, you know, I can't really think of another way to call it that, after the abuse, after the injustice, and after being dragged through the process for how long? I forgot, that I didn't look at the date on that tweet. Over a year. They dropped the charges. Well, you're good to go. No harm, no foul. Bullcrap. No harm, no foul. The... The process is the punishment, and they know it damn well. They can screw around as much as they want off taxpayer dollars, force this guy to crowd... I think they were crowdfunding for his legal fees because David Amber uh, is not running a charity. And even if he were running a charity, still needs to get paid for his work. No, after running him through the mill, they just dropped the charges. Well, whoopsie-doodle, it's my first day. And that's it. And we're supposed to say, well, there's there's at long last, there has been justice. No, there hasn't. There has been an injustice. And I don't know if Amber plans to sue potentially. I don't know if you can sue for malicious prosecution, uh, maybe a, uh, some sort of civil rights violation. I, I don't know. <laughs> I don't even know what civil rights we have as Canadians anymore. But no, no, that's it. After Charges are off. You can go home and, and thank us. Thank Big Brother on your way out, old man. Oh. Lily Gazoo says, I wonder how much Canada is losing in tourism. I, w I know I stay away now, though I'm, though I'm near the border. I don't even want to go back to see family. I mean, it's not that I don't want to see the family. I don't want to go back. It's like you walk, in, you walk back into Canada, you feel a tension that you can cut with a knife. You feel like you've entered a twilight zone. You feel like you have stepped foot into the asylum that is now being run by the patients. So that's it. Charges dropped. Whoop-de-doo. Success. Success. The abusive charges after the abusive arrest are dropped, just like that, and we're supposed to be happy. At least they've stopped beating us now, eh? Or I should say us. I shouldn't include myself in that, but at least they've stopped beating him. All right. Now, that's from David Anber, criminal lawyer. We're going to finish with this one before we head over to the Rumbles, and let me just uh, give everybody the link there. Uh, we're going to go to it with a tweet from my brother, my actual brother. Here, link to Rumble. Okay, there. Um, we're going to go to a link, a link, a tweet from my actual brother who's covering some... I, my brother has been red-pilled thoroughly and uh, is doing also good work. Lion Advocacy. It, it, my brother has gotten now so into this. Like, he's, he's, he's going and digging up, like, d documents and all this. It's amazing stuff. All right, so my brother, Lion Advocacy, for those of you who... Like, He's a good-looking dude. Look at that. The, the widow's peak. Make injustice visible. 
Ooh, Mahatma Gandhi. You know, no, I think, I think we're going to go with uh, Justin Trudeau's philosophy. Make justice invisible. Bada bing, bada boom. So uh, Lion Advocacy, that's my brother. You can now tell we have the same last name. Uh, he tweeted out, holy cow, or he put in the period, it's a little AOC tactic, but holy period, cow, period, clap, period, clap, period, clap. Here's an email from the FDA expressing shock and surprise that the U.S. Department of Defense was conducting a covert military operation on COVID-19 vaccine effectiveness using large-scale civilian data sets and hiding, delaying the poor results. Unreal. So now let's see what order we have to go in here. We're going to start with the red highlighted section for those of you who are listening to this on podcast format on Viva and Barnes Law for the People on Podbean and everywhere else you find podcasts. It says, Dear Janet and Julie, well, it would have been nice to know Department of Defense, uh, JAIC, I don't know what that is, was conducting this prior to now. Also might have been nice for CDC to share the data, but better late than never. As I said yesterday, the totality of the evidence is remarkably consistent. Best regards, Peters. And it says in Response to that email, I don't know who these names are, but they're at fda.hhs.gov. Yes, three weeks ago, we could have put this in the AC. I suppose the ACIP will discuss. Actually, Peter, this is more worrisome than the other data we have, in my opinion. Give everybody a link to that tweet because that's a good one. So that's it. You know, it's just um, moving at the speed of science. And like I said the other day, they have just all but skipped the process of clinical trials whatsoever and moved straight and moved straight on to outright human experimentation link to my bro's tweet to be followed he's doing good work so you might want to contemplate following him as well um now let's just see something here i am the science says dr offensive well that's my bro's tweet Oh my goodness. What the, oh, I don't know. I, I, I did a thorough analysis of that as the intro to Sunday Night Stream. Fauci talking about how the masks at an individual level. Yeah, the masks might. There are some studies that I think that the masks do something at an individual level. But for the epidemic or pandemic as a whole, uh, the data are more worrisome. I love the fact that he thinks he's so flipping smart by saying data are because most people say data is because data sounds singular, but it's actually the plural. Or maybe it's using, uh, uh, he's so smart. He's, such a, he's a cunning linguist. The data are, uh, for the pandemic for masks, the data are not so good. And yet, nonetheless, uh, we're just going to go ahead and do it anyhow because, um, uh, because if we change path now, it means we made a mistake then. And like they say in communist regimes, by the way, they never admit making a mistake. They arrest somebody, even if the person's innocent, they're never admitting that they arrested an innocent person because that would make them fallible. That would undermine the regime. So what do they do? If they arrest you, you're guilty. And if you're not guilty when they arrested you, they will make you guilty because they don't arrest innocent people. The regime does not make mistakes. So if they told you to not wear masks when they thought they knew that it did something, and then they told you to wear masks when they knew it did nothing, they will not, I'm frothing, they will not admit it. Because the regime does not admit mistakes because to admit mistakes is to admit fallibility and to admit fallibility means that people are going to question you the next time you say something and the regime does not want that. How can I buy brain coloring book? I know I should know the answer to this question. I'm going to come back to this one. Hold on. I'm going to star this question and I'll come back to it in a second. Uh, let me just ask my wife, 
Can you email me the link to the coloring book? Question mark. I'll come back to that one. All right, but now for now, we're going to go over to Rumble because holy crap, I'm so eager. I'm so eager to be that guy. And by that guy, I'm thinking of another three-letter word for me who's going to rail against the ADL and let them call me anti-Semitic. They might quickly find out the irony, paradox, hypocrisy of that. I'm going to rail against the ADL. I'm going to rail against Jeffrey Greenblatt. Do you know Jeffrey Greenblatt? I, I was, no, I can't, I can't do it yet. Can't do it yet. Can't do it yet. Salaries, 1.2 million. Overall compensation for the ADL from what charity uh, or something, some one of those charity uh, analyzers put out. Total compensation, 1.2 million bucks. There is good money uh, in, in the racket. We're going to get to it. And I am totally immune from accusations of anti-Semitism. For reasons, <laughs> no, it's like, I'm, 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 gonna, I'm still going to get it. I'm still going to get it. Well, I had an article written in, um, hold on, let, let me see if I can get this here. Why would David Freiheit, Jew, run for PPC? <laughs> you got to see this, people. It's like, it's pathological. It's pathological in its insanity. Present, link. Why this Jewish YouTube star ran for the People's Party of Canada? Oh my God, is that me? <sighs> that was the brick. That was the brick wall of my house. The house that the government turned into a prison. All right, we'll, we'll come to all of this. On Rumble, get your butts on over to Rumble, as we say in the industry, and um, we're going to carry on the party over there. Here's the link. And if you're so inclined, come on over to the locals right now for the after party. In our locals community, by the way, we're doing this thing now, like periodically, um, a member, a supporter who wants to have an open online discussion, they submit, they, you know, we, we've done it three times, twice or three times now. We're going to do it again where we have the new winner. So we might have the interview today or the discussion today or sooner than later, but we, some people submit who are supporters and say, I'd love to have a digital conversation on locals. And, uh, we've got the next, uh, the next, um, the next one in line. All right, we're ending on YouTube. Come on over to Locals. Come on over to Rumble. We will be there in 543, starting with Sam Harris being absolutely mentally uh, challenged because of Trump derangement syndrome. One, over to Rumble. Um, okay, well, <laughs> everyone's going to know exactly why I had this thought. Hold on. Matt Orff. Everyone's going to know why I had this thought. Orff. Matt Orfield, I'm going to play it here. Uh, oh, where is it? He, he, he has, here we go. Here we go. The trailer for a documentary that Matt Orphalia is working on. For those of you who don't know Matt Orphalia, uh, independent journalist, making a documentary on the term retarded. Here it is. Now, by the way, I'm only, I'm only citing the name of the documentary. I am not using the term, so you cannot cancel me for it. I am, however, predicting that this term will make a mainstream comeback when people realize they're being idiots. There was, a, there was an absolute perfect joke in there, but I'm not a stand-up comic, and I wouldn't get away with making it. When people realize they're being stupid about uh, demonizing this word, uh, because, you know, someone said, well, it literally means the exact opposite of advanced. Like, what's the opposite of advanced? Slow? Uh, Slowish? You know, what, what do I say if you want to stop a fire from uh, moving rapidly? You use fire retardant materials? 
Can't use that word anymore. And now this is the documentary that Matt Orphelia is working on. Check this out. And the only reason this might not go onto YouTube is because it will get copy claimed and I'm not working for the directors of Tropic Thunder. Oh yeah, and there's blood, and whenever you put blood on YouTube, you get, you get problems. This is Retarded. The story of the war on the word retarded. <laughs> Some are trying to kill the word for good. Others want the word to live on. No matter what side you're on in this war, in order for us to best understand the future of retarded, we need to understand its history. I'm not playing the whole thing. You would fool me, Todd, man. Never, never go. Hi, I'm Matt Orfala. I heard it's retarded or something. I understand that the word retarded is a very sensitive topic, but I think it's fascinating. Joe Kess today, you got no sense of history. I grew up in the 90s and 2000s. All right, Dan. Which means I lived in a time when the word retarded was used all the time. Let's get retarded. Does everybody know the song by the Black Eyed Peas, Let's Get It Started? The original non-radio version was Let's Get Retarded. That was the actual name of the song. Oh, oh, so hold on. I'm going to share that link with everybody because I think everybody's got to go watch that if you want to support Matt Orfela's work. There's too, much to, there's too much to support. There's too much out there, but people are doing good work. Um, I, I can't even read some of these comments. <laughs> so, he's doing a documentary on it, and I tweeted him. I said, you better not forget the scene from the movie 40-Year-Old Virgin. The amount of times I want to use that as a meme, the amount of times I want to use that as a meme, but I can't because I can't get away with it because that's not, that's not me. Uh, 40 year old virgin it was the, it was the speed dating scene it's are you fine yeah you're fine then are you fucking retarded what the hell's the matter with you do you want me to be fucking retarded all right, so for those of you who don't know, that was the scene in the movie where he had just gotten some bad advice from Seth Rogen. If you, you know, just to get along with girls, just ask questions, look interested. And so that was how that went. Uh, so I said Matt Orfella had better not forget to include the scene from 40-Year-Old Virgin in his documentary. Now with that said, totally unrelated to Sam Harris's TDS. Oh, I talked about this at the time because he said the same absolute stupidity in a podcast with uh, trigonometry, with Constantine and uh, Tabarnouche. I forget, I always forget the other, the other guy's name. That's not to be mean, I just can't remember names. He said the absolute same, totally mentally uh, unhinged thing in that interview with trigonometry about, um, you know, how if the virus were more deadly and the vaccine were more effective, and the vaccine were safe, then people wouldn't have a pro you know, then, then it wouldn't be a moral issue to compel people to take it. And I'm like, that's the dumbest thing I've ever heard in my life. And I've got three children, Sam. Well, he said it again about a month ago in another podcast. And it's, I mean, but it's, it's so bad. It's so bad that you have to hear it in its entirety. Like you could not make something so stupid up unless you tried. And, and it looks like Sam Harris is trying. Where is it? Okay, that was Trump. Do you really believe, do you really think he believes? Hold on, I'm just reading the, uh, 
Why can't I find this? Oh, no, that's not it. Oh, come on. Sam Harris on Bill Maher. Oh, no, that's Bill Maher. Oh, come on, people. This is ruining the flow of what I wanted to get to. Is it this one? It's not this one. Oh, for goodness sake. Give me a second. I'm just going to have to open up a new window and get it back here. Give me one second. Oh, but get, get, get ready because it's just, it's just unhinged. I tweeted it last night. I felt bad. I just said he's a deafening moron. He's, he's, Sam Harris, it's not, it's like people call Jordan Peterson the smart, the dumb man, smart man. And I find that so wildly, not offensive. I just find it so patently absurd. Um, it's, it, Jordan Peterson is not the stupid man's smart man. Jordan Peterson is a smart man who gives good advice that people should be following. Sam Harris, if anyone is going to level that accusation, is the dumb man's smart, the dumb man's smart man. But I don't think anybody's buying it. You, you got to hear this. I don't know if we're going to play the entire thing. We're not going to play the entire thing. So you felt that it was, it was obviously wrong to force people to get the, the mRNA vaccine for COVID, right? Now, I would grant you, certainly in retrospect, that seems true. I would grant you, certainly in retrospect, that seems true. Is a very lofty, dumb man's way of using fancy words to say, I was wrong. We were wrong. The jab was actually not good for everybody. It would, it, I would grant you, certainly in retrospect, having now pontificated on the aggregate data uh, that the efficacy of the, of the pathogen neutralizer known as the vaccine... This is a dumb person who's trying to sound smart, obfuscating the fact that what he's saying right now is, yeah, we made a mistake. I'll grant you that we made a mistake, but now listen to my series of hypotheticals to think about how you'd be wrong if something that never happened and that never could happen were to happen. But if we change a, ch a few of the variables, just a few, I think your, your ethical intuitions and, and certainly political intuitions would totally change. So you make it a much- This is a month old, this podcast more obviously effective vaccine you make it a much more obviously effective vaccine meaning when this came up in mandating the prior jab it was obviously not effective obviously i mean it didn't stop transmission sorry i'm screaming let's hear let's hear this is the first of the hypotheticals that would obviously change your intellectual intuition political intuition that really does block transmissions like this so so if it if it worked if it worked would it change your mind maybe Probably not in terms of what we're talking about, but I would certainly think about things differently if it actually worked. What's your next uh, hypothetical, Sam Harris, a genius? Sterilizing vaccine. Mm -hmm. uh, Sterilizing vaccine. You make it a much more dangerous virus. Yeah, right, let's make it you a much more- You make it a virus that's actually preferentially killing kids rather than old people. Preferentially killing kids. Let's just, let's, let's, let's make this description as, as complicated as possible. You're making a much more lethal virus, a pathogen that's actually preferentially targeting children. How about it's more dangerous for kids? Well, can't, I can't talk like that because then people would come by, people would discover that I'm stupid. Right. But stupid and immoral. But let's, and the immoral is more important than the stupid. So now, is, now we're in a, an environment where, like, you're deciding not to get vaccinated is putting my kids at risk, right? Do you get to make that choice, right? And you might say, oh, yes, yeah, I should be able to make that choice. It's my body, you know, but dial up the, the deadliness of the pathogen. Dial up the deadliness of the pathogen.
make the virus more more de- more dangerous, more lethal. Dial up the uh, dangerousness of the pathogen. You know, give us something like give us you know some... airborne Ebola that incubates for a month. You don't you don't know you have it, and you're you walk around spreading it, and it's. Uh, if you got the vaccine and in your hypothetical, Sam, the hy- the vaccine actually works, you wouldn't need someone else to get the vaccine. And by the way, if the virus were that deadly and the vaccine that effective and that safe, there's not you'll get to the part where he says not even one person had an adverse reaction. You wouldn't need to mandate it because people would be lining up to get it voluntarily. You don't need to mandate drinking water so that people don't not drink water to death. Oh, my gosh. Let's just got you know, a 75% fatality rate, and it's mostly killing kids. Mm. No one gets to make that choice anymore. I mean, then literally the the cops come in and vaccinate you. And I, w- I would say that all of us would agree to that. The moment, again, that you turn up the lethality make it more lethal. Uh, on, the, on the pathogen, on the pathogen. You turn up the effectiveness of the vaccine. Make the vaccine effective. You turn down the risk of the vaccine. Give oh. me a truly safe vaccine where there's not even one documented case of vaccine injury, right? So that th- then you just have to be completely crazy to be worried about being vaccinated. In that- this is where we're going to stop because it's so stupid, it's beyond words. Make the virus more lethal, make the, make the vaccine more effective and make it impossibly safe. Hey Sam, there is not one medical intervention on earth that is, has been, or will ever be risk-free. And that is why the choice should be for the individual whom is being subjected to that medical intervention that is not, has not ever been, and never will be so safe that there will not ever be one, not one example of of an adverse reaction. But like, in my hypothetical, in my thought experiment, Everything is worse, everything is better, and it's totally safe. Of course you would be okay with the cops busting. Hey, you know what? It's never going to happen because it can never happen. It's the same reason why, in theory, you know the person committed the murder. It's the most heinous crime on earth. Incontrovertible evidence is not the only, is not a tenable argument to say, I therefore support the death penalty. Because it's not the perfect crystal cases that, 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 uh, justify a position. It's the reality of the world in which we live. Uh, the reality of one in which evidence is falsified. Evidence is planted. People lie. Government abuse of their power. And so you cannot rely on these hypothetical thought experiments of total inhuman perfection because it's inhuman in order to justify your position. So what you're saying, Sam, in an impossible reality, people might think that way. Re- unfortunately, we live in this reality and you are unhinged and deranged. And I know people are going to say, Viva, you right now look unhinged and deranged. I'm uh, righteously so. It's just, it's, it's an impossible thing to look at someone, think they're talking smart when they're actually being absolutely illogical, immoral, unethical, and outright stupid. I never knew of Sam Harris. Let's say I never knew of him before uh, COVID. I think I remember having heard his name, but not knowing anything about him. Uh, I don't understand how he got there. I mean, I guess I've, I've heard him say now some things which are not dumb. His, his medita- or mindfulness app, I think, might be useful. It's the dumbest thing I've ever heard. And it's because they, people cannot let go of the fact that they made a mistake. Oh, yeah, okay, fine. So I might have made a mistake there. But if everything were different and brought to a standard of perfection that is impossible in the real world, then I would have been right. Congratulations, Sam. You're an idiot. Oh. 
Now, that being said, that's all I have to say for Sam Harris. He blocked me on Twitter when he was still on Twitter. I would love to have the discussion because I wouldn't, I wouldn't let that shit slide. I'm not, I mean, I'm not an asshole, but I would certainly make fun of him to his face. <laughs> Maybe that makes me an asshole. I don't know. I don't know anymore. I like to think I would be brutally honest. In the same way with Jenna Ellis last week, I was asking the, the, what I think are hard questions, but you don't, I'm not an asshole when I do it. But I'm like, oh, I would just say, Sam, an amazing hypothetical. To which I would say, if it were that perfect, you wouldn't have to mandate anything. People would be lining up to get it. But then I would also say, Sam, your hypothetical is stupid because it's impossible. So don't give me an impossible as a baseline for your ethics because it's impossible. Therefore, we can't possibly implement that to determine ethics. If I could know with 1000% certainty that someone committed a heinous crime, I would support the death penalty. The reason why I don't is because even though there will be cases like that, there will be cases where it is not the case. And therefore you cannot violate one person's rights because you think you have a perfect system when you can implement it perfectly, when you can't because we're humans. Uh, but I don't think Sam is going to be appearing on a sidebar anytime soon. And I don't think he's going to be inviting me on anytime soon. Now, that's all for Sam Harris, I promise. Now we're really done. Uh, I'm not your buddy guy says, we are the end game for freedom versus global tyranny. The amount of elections across the West in 2024 will solidify humanity's future. And I pray we are ready for what is to come should we fail. Now we're 2024 is going to be a big year. And uh, they're already ramping up the, um, the prospect of internet censorship. We see, how it, we see how it's happening in real time. I mean, now, now that you can apply it to what we know has been done in the past, uh, we see it happening in real time. I mean, I, I put out a tweet this morning just because it's my running, running diary. Uh, listening to Bill, Bill Maher on Joe Rogan. And by the way, fun fact, Bill's last name, Maher, M-A-H-E-R, means fast in Hebrew. Maher. I was just watching uh, You Don't Mess With The Zohan last night also, and I, I, I get a lot of the jokes because I can still understand a lot of Hebrew. Maher, he's fast, but not when it comes to, <laughs> not when it comes to Trump. There, he's very, very slow. Uh, what's uh, Maher and Leat is slow. Leat. Leat Meod, very slow when it comes to Trump. But yeah, 2024, you see it. They're ramping it up now. The censorship is starting on all angles, and it's going to you know, segue us into the ADL Twitter they got to come down on Twitter now because 2024 is going to be the year. Twitter is the platform, despite the fact that it doesn't have 2 billion users like Facebook and, and YouTube. It's where information gets shared. And like we saw in 2020, it's not, I, I, I'm not making it up. It's from the Time article magazine. They interfered with the 2020 election by controlling the flow of information, changing the laws and regulations, what was it? Changing perceptions. But they don't call that um, fraud. They call that fortification. Well, spoiler alert, that is fraud. And I put out a tweet earlier today and I said, if the only thing they did in the 2020 election was censor the Hunter Biden laptop story, if that were the only thing that they did, they interfered with the election and people are right in believing that the election was fraudulent because it did not reflect the will of the people because the people's will was vitiated by censorship. If that were the only thing they did in 2020, there would have been and there was election interference and there was what most people believe to be fraud. And spoiler alert, they did do that 
And double spoiler alert, it was by no means the only thing that they did to fortify the election, or as others rightly believe, to falsify the election, to interfere with the election. And they're doing it again, and we're seeing it in real time. But before we get into the ATL, oh, I, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to play these sound bites because I took a long time. I, so I, I go for my jog in the morning. Then I go pump a little iron. I've been doing, I've been doing uh, 20 pound reps. 20, I've gotten up to 25 uh, curls, like standing up like that, four times. So I'm doing uh, my, my seven kilometer, four and a half mile run. Uh, then I do about 100 curls, and then I do like 10-pound weights just to, just to tone. I'm listening to podcasts. When I go, I say, oh, what am I going to listen to? I noticed that the Bill Maher podcast with Joe Rogan was an hour and 20 minutes. That is wildly the shortest podcast that he's done. It's the shortest one that I've ever seen. Most of them are like, you know, two and a half hours. Sometimes they go to like four plus hours with um, the guy with the tattoo on his face, not Carl Malone, the rapper, Post Malone. Some of them go like four hours, Jordan Peterson. And I've always said like, if I ever make it onto Rogan and the podcast lasts less than two hours, I'll be mortified because I'm, I have an operating theory that they only don't go over two hours. They don't go two and a half plus hours if they're going well. What's, what, I said that the negative way. Uh, they don't, they're not shorter than two hours if they're going well. If they're going well, they'll go two and a half, three hours. And so if there's a podcast that went under two hours, for whatever the reason, I assume something went wrong. That was my operating assumption when I saw that the Bill Maher podcast was an hour and 20 minutes long. So I started listening to it. I was like, oh, did they get into a fight? Did something happen? What happened that this ended so quickly? Uh, and it started off good. And it started off, you know, interesting. And then it, it like devolved in the last 10, 20 minutes where Bill Maher says after an hour and 20 minutes, oh, I've got a show in an hour, I've got to go. But to me, it sent pretty clear that, they, that Bill Maher was pissed off at Joe Rogan because Joe Rogan wasn't lapping up the anti-Trump bullshit. That's my impression. It might have just been that they only slated it for an hour and a half because uh, Bill Maher had a, had a bit to get to. Uh, but that's not my impression. Now, which one do we start with? Let's see here. Bill Maher goes on an unhinged tyrant. Here, let's, let's start with this one. Bill Maher starts off the podcast. This is not going to be a, a Bill Maher podcast review, but I'm, we're going to highlight the level of indoctrination and then my conclusion about Trump derangement syndrome, which I genuinely believe is not a thing in and of itself. It's an iteration of mass formation psychosis, some form of social contagion, for lack of a better word. It's, it's a manifestation of mental illness. And I'm saying that not to be uh, demeaning or belittling to mental illness. This is like widespread mental illness. And I think it's diagnosable. Uh, and I believe it's just manifesting itself with Trump derangement syndrome, but I do believe it's, there's something you know, bigger to it. L listen to this. I'll give you this point. Trump looks a lot and sounds a lot more hearty yeah. and robust. Yeah. Do, do you notice how he talks like somebody else? Do you notice? I mean, maybe I'm just totally connecting dots. He has very much the same inflection, pacing, and nasal delivery of, of the words to make it sound more intelligent. Very similar to Sam Harris, I find. In fact, I think if you, you could like, you could tweak these audios and make them sound identical. This was not the one I wanted to start with, but we're going to live with it. Yeah. And healthy. That's yeah. true. He's healthy. He's a, he's a city roach. He might eat the worst things he eats, the stronger he gets. You can, <laughs> you cannot kill him. No, I, I, I He's agree. also the only guy that didn't noticeably age the moment he got into the No, White House. we did. <laughs> oh, we, we aged. 
we aged when Trump was president. Oh yeah, because you know, like inflation was at an all time high. We were on the brink of World War III with Russia. Um, crime was out of control. No, we, oh no, I'm sorry. That's not Trump, that's Biden. But we aged under Trump's presidency because things were so terrible. Oh, what was so terrible? Well, we had a bunch of media talking heads uh, telling us that World War III was coming. Oh, they got that wrong by a few years. We got a bunch of talking heads saying he's gonna kill America. Oh yeah, they didn't quite do that, but you know, the next guy did. It's okay, and I'll get to the conclusion after, but listen, listen to this. Aged when he was in office. He was fine. You're right. He didn't look like he aged. He just still, he always looks the same. But you, I he's, a, had, but he's a, a, a criminal. A city roach, by the way. Imagine if someone had called Bill Maher a city roach. What, what, what would the accusation have been there? ADL? Yeah, you could take that one for me. And he's crazy, and he's stupid, criminal? and crazy and stupid are criminal, two different. Crazy, when you say stupid. crazy, what do you basically? Okay, let on? me let me give you an example. Okay. Stupid is like uh, Frederick Douglass is alive, or oh, so uh, the so stealth smart, bomber though. is literally invisible, right? Mm, mm. Um, or nobody knew healthcare was hard to solve. That's just stupid. He's very stupid. Crazy is like it's important that uh, the crowd at my inauguration was the biggest ever and i'm going to make an issue of this for the first two weeks of my presidency despite photographic evidence to the contrary crazy is making an issue about the size of the inauguration and who made the issue about that the media and bill maher right now why is he telling us it was i saw pictures that say it wasn't i he's a lie and bill maher is calling trump crazy for allegedly doing exactly what Bill Maher is doing right now. There's a word for that, people, a term, confession through protection. You can get your shirts at vivafried.com along with your mug shots. Mm. Or I'm going to steal these documents. That I don't even know what they are and I don't care and I'm going to put them next to the toilet at Mar-a-Lago and then I'm going to fight you to take them back or not conceding the election. Those things are crazy. Stacey Abrams, crazy. Hillary Clinton, crazy. I mean, listen, if we, well, first of all, I, I do believe Stacey Abrams and Hillary Clinton are crazy. So that might not be, that might not be the best comparison. It's, it's, it's like, it's verbal diarrhea of, of the propaganda nature. Or thinking I can somehow charm Kim Jong-un in Korea, although that might be stupid. Sometimes it crosses the line between both, but he's both stupid and crazy. You can cut the arrogance with a butter knife. And he's a criminal. You know, he's not he's not being charged in these trials because he's a liar. They purposely didn't do that. He's not being charged because he's a liar. He's being charged because he's a criminal. Oh, we've got another guilty until proven innocent person on our hands. We've got another he can go to trial and prove his innocence. Well done, Bill. You learned nothing from history. Apparently it's okay. It's not illegal to lie to the American people. And of course he did lie and continues to lie. He still hasn't conceded the election, which he plainly lost. He's charged with he's actual still, crimes. Oh, he's charged with actual crimes. Oh, that's much better than the times when people are charged with non-crimes. That, that makes total sense, Bill. Criminal intent to obscure, uh, to, 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 I forget what the <laughs> actual Cause name I'm a, of the- Cause I'm a bloody idiot and I don't know what the hell I'm talking about. I just know what I believe. I know what I believe. I don't know why I believe it, but I believe it. And I have to, oh my goodness, get caught in a brain fart where I can't even motivate what I know I believe, but despite not understanding the reasons for which I believe it. Uh, <laughs> law is, but criminal intent to basically steal the election or to coerce people in the states from, uh, 
I forget what it is. Yeah, you forget. How, how about, there's, there's one. You, don't, you don't forget when you know, Bill. You don't forget when you know. You forget when you're trying to repeat things you don't understand to justify beliefs that you have that you don't know why you have them. Uh, forgery. Forgery. Um, which is Forgery. Does he understand the forgery charge in the indictment? I guarantee you he doesn't. It has to do with the elector's scheme. It has to do with the elector's scheme. Uh, criminal intent for What for is the forgery? That's that's uh, the, uh, the slate of electors yeah, he oh, was putting forward, the fake that, slate of electors. Oh, that's, not, um, that's not an answer, Bill. What is the forgery? I guarantee you that charge doesn't go through. And then there was um, oh, oh. the one of- Oh, now, 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 yeah, now Jamie comes to save him because you know, he doesn't know a damn thing of what he's talking about. Oh, doesn't end there. We're gonna, we're gonna, we're, I'll, I'll give less commentary on the other ones. Uh, here, no, no, this one. Bill Maher, oh, look at this one. It's, 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 it's fantastic, it's fantastic. In, in the he admitted he, he had there's a one of his quotes was uh that they have on record of him saying i don't want people to know i lost this election he this is the evidence that bill maher has in his head i a quote he's on record admitted he, he had there's a one of his quotes was uh that they have on record of him saying i don't want people to know i lost this election oh never let facts get in the way of a good motivated reasoning do you know what the statement was because i had to go look it up I'm like if trump said that I think I would have heard about it. This is from an article, I forget where it is. From President Trump, former President Trump told his then chief of staff, quote, this is embarrassing, end quote, end quote, I don't want people to know that we lost, end quote, after the Supreme Court ruled against him on a key case about the 2020 election, former White House aide Cassidy Hutchison told the House Select Committee investigating the January 6th Capitol riots. So what we have here, by the way, because it is nonetheless an allegation. It's not on record except in Bill Maher's demented head. An allegation that Trump said, I don't want people to know that we lost a case, spin losing the case in a way that, you know, I don't know, I, look, it's, it's, it is embarrassing to lose cases. President was just raging about the decision and how it's wrong and why we didn't make more calls and just his typical anger outburst at this situation, she added. Hutchinson said that she and Meadows crossed paths with Trump in the White House when it was when the pair was leaving a Christmas party in the residence. He had said something like, I don't want people to know we lost, Mark. This is embarrassing, figure it out. We need to figure it out. I don't want people to know we lost, Hutchison said. Talking about a case that maybe, maybe they shouldn't have lost. But in Bill's, in Bill's mind, he's on the record as having said, I don't want people to know we lost the election. And then bringing it back to my original you know, statement earlier, if you acknowledge only that they censored the Hunter Biden laptop story. And that's the only thing they did. They interfered with the election. And Trump is right to say they interfered with the election. And Bill Maher is wrong to say that Trump is wrong for saying that they interfered with the election. But even his reasons are wrong because he's an idiot. And then he gets tripped up because he can't possibly uh, justify what he knows that he believes, but he knows so hard that he believes it. Here, this was the one I think I wanted to bring up first. Oh, which one was here? Oh, yes, yes, yes. Let's, let's hear this one. Right. Isn't it, if you're going to work on viruses, shouldn't oh. it be just working on a cure? Well, I'm sure that that was their intent. Was it? Oh, yeah. yeah. This, this is the guy now who knows that government is lying, who knows that government is corrupt, who doesn't trust them because they are fundamentally uh, corrupt, now gives them the benefit of, oh, I'm sure if they're working on viruses and, and gain of function, it's because they're working on a, on a cure, right? They oh, didn't. You... I don't know. They didn't do it. I think the intent well, is I to think get they... research money. I think the intent is to get well, research money and to continue your studies. 
I, I really think that's the intent well, because would... it doesn't seem like the intent was let's make sure that we have a cure for this. Let's stuff. let's create a virus so that we can have a cure for it. Well, I would hope that would be what they were trying to do. I would hope I mean, too. <laughs> I mean, I, I, I like to hope people are good. No. Yeah. I, I, I mean, other, other than that, you're saying what they were doing was purposely creating a bioweapon. I don't say that. I don't use those terms. Um, but I have heard other people use those terms. I think it's a little extreme. I think what they were doing was capitalizing on the money that you get from research. They were genetically engineering viruses. Call it a bioweapon. Call it curiosity. That is a, a distinction without a difference. That's what they were doing. Listen to what Bill Maher has to say. It's who's to blame for all of this. And there's a lot of money that goes into research and yeah. Fauci controlled where that's that money partly, went. Partly. That's part of what was going on. I think that's a lot of it. If you're a bio engineer and this is your occupation is to genetically engineer viruses, you want to do that. That's what you do. And you want to, you know, continue this work and continue this study, whether I, I, or not I it's... Think good for the world I think and Joe that's what being a little Obama thought here, it wasn't. And I think Joe's being not naive, but I think he's being easy on the guests, which I, 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 I feel that there's tension and they, this, this is not, they're not, none of the, neither of them are enjoying this experience and Bill Maher is looking for an exit, but listen to this. Then Trump came along and apparently there was so much chaos that Fauci huh, slipped it back in. And Trump disbanded the biodefense force, you know, that it was, it was pennies, pennies. To, to have this little small group of people over there who were watching this. Oh. The government is going to rat out the government, eh, eh Bill? The, the government is going to have a watchdog over there that's going to say, holy crap, the government, you're doing gain-of-function research in a lab in Wuhan, China. We better, we, better, we better tell big Donald Trump. Can't have that. The same government that lied to Trump about how many troops they had left in Syria, tried to provoke or plan a war with Iran. They're the ones that Bill Maher thinks for pennies on the dollar would have stopped the entire pandemic from the illegal activity that they were doing in Wuhan, China. I mean, it's not just, it's not stupidity because even a stupid person would not make this type of mistake. This is mental gymnastics brought about by Trump derangement syndrome. And I think there's a good reason why it exists. Oh no, we got to save the money. And it cost us $6 trillion. Yeah. Again, stupid, stupid, crazy criminal. Do you think but, that if he didn't do that, they would have had a solution to this? I don't know. But I think if we had a, a little team over there oh, yeah. keeping an eye on those people, that which we nice. didn't, it would yeah. might have gone a little better. Yeah, sure. I'm sure Fauci wouldn't have lied about the origins of the virus had they had a team there. I mean, that was it. There was, it a team there surely would not have, um, would have, would have resolved all of the censorship problems back in America. Oh, 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 it's, it's, it's crazy. Hold on, hold on. What's this one? We got, we got one more. Do we got one more here? And yeah, this he is it. This admitted, is it. This he, is he had, there's a, one of his quotes was, uh, that they have on record of him saying, I don't want people to know I lost this election. Lie. Stupid. Kind of crazy. Wrong. What, or, he's crazy. Have you ever tried to steal man his position? I, this like, is where do I think you Joe think Rogan's he really good. believes they stole the election or do you think he's bullshitting? Who gives a fuck? Gives it doesn't a, matter. Who gives a fuck? Who gives a fuck if he really believes it? But I mean, if he really believes there's evidence that the election was rigged. No, I don't care. No, first of all, that was part of the January 6th committee's findings. No, I don't care. That was part of the January 6th. By the way, he, he just said the quiet part out loud. I don't care. <laughs> I don't care that they rigged the election because they did rig the election if the only thing they did was censor the Hunter Biden story. I don't care because I hate Trump so much I'm going to live with demented Joe in World War III, but at least it'll be a righteous death when it occurs.
Oh, and the January 6th committee said it was, bunk, it was bogus. This is the same guy who in the earlier part of the interview was railing against transgender ideology, transgender affirming care. He's like, how can they call it gender affirming care? It's Orwellian. You give genital mutilation a wonderful name like gender affirming care and somehow people convince themselves that the atrocity is justifiable and he doesn't understand that is exactly what he's doing when it comes to the January 6th committee. January 6th saying Trump is guilty is the Boston's Children's Hospital calling genital mutilation gender-affirming care. But Mara can see it when it comes to that, but he can't see it when it comes to his own mental derangement. And my, my punchline of all of this, what I think it's all about, I genuinely think TDS uh, has been weaponized, propagated, or even manufactured by the media, the mockingbird media, which necessarily involves intelligence, so that they could get people to justify their current suffering because, but for the boogeyman, it wouldn't have been the case, or if the boogeyman were still in power, it would be even worse. And it's the ultimate diversion from all current failings. Oh, what's that? You have a gain-of-function research in a lab in Wuhan, China? Surely it's Trump's fault because he didn't he disbanded a pennies on the dollar organization that would have done jack squat to out the criminality that was going on in Wuhan, China. Oh, what's that? Yeah, every, every, World War III now, at least it's not Trump. And, and it allows people to justify the current abuse because it would, could have been worse, it would have been worse, or just blame it all on Trump because whatever I'm suffering right now is that and a result of Trump. And it's, I mean, it's, it's, first of all, it's not even that far-fetched of an idea. It was originally Mark Grobert of America's Untold Stories, who floated that idea, he says TDS is MKUltra at a national global scale. He's not, that's, that's not outlandish. The Trump derangement syndrome, it's a manifestation of a mental illness at a social level, a social contagion uh, that was incessantly propagated, promoted, and exacerbated by a media that we know has historically been infiltrated by intelligence and probably still is because there's no reason why that which was true in the past would not be true uh, today. And it's been weaponized to the fullest extent that it actually has still captured the minds of people who can see so clearly on certain issues, blinded totally on this issue. And that bullcrap rubbish of a, of a podcast, I've never had a bad Joe Rogan um, podcast. This one was the worst one I've ever heard because it didn't even degenerate into them actually fighting. I think Bill Maher's like, holy crap, Rogan is one of them. I am out of here. He's not, he's not lapping it up and saying, you go, go, go girl, when I'm calling Trump a criminal liar. What do you say, a criminal? Stupid liar. Mm. Mark Twain says, judge a man by the adjectives he uses to describe others or that he uses in common parlance. And I know there's a way that people can use that against me, uh, but right now, that's what I'm seeing with Bill. I think we got a couple more that I'm not gonna, I'm not gonna bring up here. Uh, let me see what there was here. Finboy6 says, Viva pumping iron to look like his superhero picture. Admit it, that mullet looks glorious on you. There was a meme, hold on, let me see something here. Let me get this one out. There was a meme, I believe it was Talix. Hold on, who just got blocked by Brett Weinstein just got blocked by Twitter, by uh, Elon Musk. Hmm, interesting. Uh, there was a meme which we'll share because it comes from our Viva Barnes Law .locals.com community and it is kind of, kind of awesome. The mullet is good, but it reminds me too much of James Baruchel 
from, uh, here it is, look at this. It reminds me a little too much of James Baruchel. And if anybody doesn't know who it is, uh, was he in 40-Year-Old Virgin? He might have been in 40-Year-Old Virgin, but he was definitely in Knocked Up. Canadian. Here, check this out. Pretty sure this is from Talex, but look at this. Yes. Heads too small, bodies too big. One, two, three, four. At least they got the eight pack, right? I'm joking. All right, that's it for uh, Bill Maher. TDS, but um, no, there's no question there's a utility to Trump derangement syndrome, and it's why the media has been pumping it, promoting it, uh, and encouraging it in everybody. And I know smart people within my circle who suffer from it. We are heading into 2024, the most, it is the most monumental election year ever, period. And by the way, TDS does not only affect liberals. There's a, a plenty of people who I'm talking to, engaging with on the Team DeSantis camp, not the big names, just, just people who also seem to be afflicted with TDS. Uh, but I like to hope that at the end of the day, when the inevitable happens as far as the GOP nomination goes, uh, they'll, um, they'll wake up to what's going on. <sighs> okay, that's good. Let's see here chat. Uh, Michelle Lee 77 says, I had a dream Viva cut his hair. That's a nightmare. That's not a dream. I'm the one who made, boy, made that picture, Finn Boy Slick? Okay, Finn Boy Slick is the one who, I thought that was Talix. Finn Boy, you should know that that's the ultimate of flattery. Uh, because I thought that was, I thought that was Talix, the meme master. We might have a competitor now. Finn Boy Slick. Oh, but okay. Was it AI? Not that it detracts from it. It's beautiful. Finboy, thank you very much. Alex and Rosen. Oh, Alexander Rosen. Mayor may have been referring to the Trump administration discontinuing the funding of the PREDICT project in September 2019, which included EcoHealth. Well, was it Eco... If he's... So this... Alex, I'm gonna have to look into this because if he's talking about defunding the PREDICT project in September, which included EcoHealth, Unless I'm mistaken, EcoHealth was the third-party NGO that was financing the, um, oh geez, the gain-of-function research in, in the lab in Wuhan, China. So defunding that, defunding the third-party NGO, which was actually funding the gain-of-function research, that seems like a good idea. <laughs> I don't know. You know what? Actually, I'm going to screen grab that. Just to, I'm going to go look into that after this. Uh, I don't know that answer offhand, but that sounds interesting. Oh, and then uh, Chrissy Kingdom says there seems to be some state messing with Rumble access. Rumble is under attack. DDoSs, um, they're under attack on the market. They're under attack politically. Why? Because Rumble is where you're also having free speech, uh, sharing of relevant discourse. And they don't like it. They got to control the free flow of information, people. They've got to change perceptions. They've got to have their secret cabal, Time Magazine cabal fortification. I'm going to read it just one more time because I, I, it, it is worthy of being repeated until even the brain dead, even those with the TDS virus, as the, the, the mind pathogen, as Gad Sad would say, until even they understand. That's why... The participants want the secret history of the 2020 election told, even though it sounds like a paranoid fever dream, also known as a conspiracy theory. Even though the reality sounds like a conspiracy theory, a paranoid fever dream, 
What's that conspiracy theory? A well-funded cabal of powerful people. By the way, you call, uh, you call people a cabal, they'll call you an anti-Semite. A well-funded cabal of powerful people ranging across industries and ideologies, working together behind the scenes to influence perceptions, mind control, change the rules and laws. I don't know what to call that. Steer media coverage and control the flow of information, censorship. Censorship, mind control, and changing the laws so that nobody knows what the laws are. A cabal of well-funded, powerful people. Anyone out there, any layperson dare refer to anyone as a cabal of well-funded, powerful people, you will get accused of anti-Semitism. Period. Them's the rules. Segway into ADL. They were not rigging the election. They were fortifying it. Bullshit. And they believe the public needs to understand the system's fragility in order to ensure that democracy in America injures. They weren't, they, what, that, what the hell's the, 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 the bullshit line? They were not rigging the election, they were fortifying it. They were not rigging the election by mind control, censorship, and changing the laws. They were fortifying it. Democracy is so fragile, you've got to take a steaming dump on it in order to make it grow. You've got you to gotta destroy democracy to preserve democracy. Democracy is slavery. War is peace. Ignorance is strength. Oh, everybody. I mean, I know everybody knows it. I know everybody knows it. But uh, you've got to just go look at that article. I just shared it there. All right. And then, by the way, I, I like being told I'm right. Alexandrosum. You got it exactly right. Dazak's EcoHealth was putting money into Wuhan. Yeah, that's right. Um, and then we got the link to the, the, the Guardian. So he was, so Trump was defunding the third-party NGO that was financing uh, indirectly what the government could not finance directly, and Bill Maher with the TDS brain worm, like, that, like the, the worms we saw in that needlefish I got yesterday, thinks that Trump is the problem. Uh, yeah, it was AI, says Finboy Slick. I also made the ones you walking the dog and ja as Jon Snow, and one of you walking Pudge as a desert wizard. I'll have to go back and look at those. All right, good. So I got that right, at least. Okay. And, you know, perfect segue, by the way. Um, you know, they weren't fortifying elections. They, uh, sorry, they weren't rigging elections. They're not, they, they're not rigging elections because that's, that's fraudulent. They're fortifying it. Mind control, censorship, changing the laws. And what is uh, the ADL doing now? Well, the ADL is trying to fuck with Elon Musk's business, allegedly. Because the whole thing about this allegedly is whether or not the ADL is actually involved in a campaign that is interfering with contracts between Elon Musk and its advertisers. And that's the only part, that's the factual element from this story that I'm missing. But for those of you who have not yet heard, segment begins. New York Post, ex-boss. That's why he changed the name. It's so that not, he's not the Twitter boss. He's the ex-boss. Elon Musk vows to sue ADL, the Anti-Defamation League, for $22 billion for, quote, falsely accusing it and me of being anti-Semitic, end quote. You're going to say here, people, accusing someone of anti-Semitism is free speech. You know, it's like, it's like that calling someone a white nationalist has been held to be not defamatory, at least in the U.S. Elon, you should totally sue in Quebec. In Quebec, even if it's true, you can sue for defamation. But if it's false, I mean, you know, Commonwealth countries, uh, Canada, England, far more plaintiff friendly when it comes to defamation. But in the States, calling someone a white nationalist has been held to not be defamation. So the issue is going to be, if it's not defamation, can it satisfy as the underlying tort to tortious interference with contracts? 
Bearing in mind, however, in the Ohio decision, claiming that the bakery, Gibson's Bakery, had a long history of racism was deemed to be defamatory, which qualified as the tort under the tortious interference with contracts for which Oberlin College was ultimately ordered to pay like $40 million to the bakery, but not after literally, I say literally, causing the death of the elderly baker, Mr. Gibson, and ruining the lives of the family and almost destroying the business. Okay, so ex-boss Elon Musk, he says, I'm going to sue for falsely saying that I'm anti-Semitic. Ex-owner Elon Musk threatened to sue the Anti-Defamation League for roughly $22 billion after accusing the civil rights group of chasing away advertisers since he bought the social media. I... This is the evidence that I want to know, how they are chasing away advertisers. If we start with that and what, what I would call tortious interference with contracts, tortious interference with contracts, which is when a third party on the basis of a tortious act interferes with someone's contractual relationships. There's also tortious interference with business expectations. I want to know the evidence of that. The world's richest man who took over, uh, who over the weekend amplified an extremist campaign to ban the Jewish group. Oh my goodness. It's an amazing thing, eh? The ADL uh, can do whatever the hell it wants. And if you criticize the ADL, you're an anti-Semite. There was a hashtag ban the ADL that was trending over the weekend. Uh, I I retweeted a tweet that had the ban the ADL. I don't support banning uh, you know, private organizations. If they're public and they're um, getting funding from the government, I certainly uh, support defunding them, like defunding the CBC. I would not support banning the ADL, even though I think the criticism against them is wholly justified. All right, to clear our platform's name on the matter of anti-Semitism, it looks like we have no choice but to file a defamation lawsuit against the ADL. Oh, the irony, he said, because the ADL does nothing but go out and defame other people. And don't worry, I've got some examples, confirmation uh, to justify my opinion. You know, I'm not going to pull up Bill Maher and just say shit and have no reason to back it up. Uh, how is the ADL defamed people? Uh, I don't know. They did. No. They called people who called themselves anti-fascists, like I'm anti-Antifa, extremists. Uh, They called people who uh, observed the Great Reset reality, they called them conspiracy theorists. That is defamation. That is slanderous. No, slanderous is spoken. Libel is written. Musk, who bought the company for $44 billion last year, blamed a 60% drop in advertising on the group. That would be a very powerful group if they could do that. Based on what we've heard from advertisers... ADL seems to be responsible for most of our revenue loss, Musk wrote. That's interesting. I mean, so that, that's to say that he's contacting uh, advertisers and they're saying, yeah, the ADL, maybe, maybe I've got some emails from the ADL. If there's evidence from the ADL to advertisers, to companies saying don't advertise with Twitter because they're anti-Semitic, well, holy shit, I hope that that evidence exists. I don't, I mean, look, maybe Elon would make a statement if he, notwithstanding the fact that he doesn't have Uh, cut and dry, clear-cut evidence. Sounds like maybe he does. If you have emails from the ADL to, I don't know, let's just say GoPro, don't advertise on Twitter because they're anti-Semites. Yeah, there might be a problem. When a fellow ex-user questioned if ADL alone is seriously responsible for destroying half the value of the company, Musk replied, quote, giving them maximum benefit of the doubt, I don't see any scenario where they're responsible for less than 10% of value destruction. So give or take 4 billion, he added. He also claimed that document discovery of all communications between the ADL and advertisers will tell the full story. 
So now I'm going to go out on a limb and say that Elon knows more than what he is um, disclosing publicly right now. An email sent Tuesday to the Musk-owned website about whether the lawsuit has been filed bounced back with the auto-reply. We'll get back to you soon. The ADL would not comment on Musk's threat. All right, the group which tells the website that it stops. Okay, the, the group, this is the ADL which touts on its website that it works, quote, to stop the defamation of the Jewish people, end quote, has slammed Musk for not cracking down on hate speech since taking over the site. I remember they made a wild, a wild accusation that there's, there's like, we found several hundred examples of anti-Semitic tweets on Twitter. They haven't taken them down fast enough. When in fact, as far as I understand, uh, the, there are a few, anti, I mean, I put out a tweet about this. There were more anti-Semitic tweets on Twitter before Elon Musk took over the company. I'll see if I can find that quickly. Last Wednesday, ADL director Jonathan Greenblatt met with X's recently installed CEO, Linda Yaccarino, about continued violation of the site's policies. Their meeting led notorious, their meeting led notorious extremist pundit Eva Vlanderbroek. Whoa, is she an extremist? That's the tweet that I retweeted. Am I, am I retweeting an extremist? The New York Post says she's an extremist. Have to go, just go check her up. <laughs> On Saturday, Musk elevated the hashtag by tweeting, perhaps we should run a poll on this. The ensuing controversy led Musk uh, to tweet Monday to be super clear on pro-free speech, but against anti-Semitism, anti-Semitism of any kind. Oh, let's see here. Oh, the ADL spokesperson said of the campaign to ban the group that it's, quote, unsurprised yet undeterred that anti-Semites, white supremacists, conspiracy theorists, and other trolls have launched a coordinated attack on our organization. This type of thing is nothing new. Oh, how about if some of those people are Jewish, ADL? Are you, are you, are you, is a Jewish organization defaming me right now? That would be ironic. Such insidious efforts don't daunt us. Instead, they drive us to be unflinching in our commitment to fight hate in all its forms and ensure the safety of Jewish communities and other marginalized groups. Yeah, like children that want to have trans therapy. We'll get to that one. Don't worry about it. The, the ADL is coming to their defense by demonizing anybody who suggests that the targeting of children is an act of grooming. Anybody who uses the term groomer is a conspiracy theorist, alt-right extremist. In May, the organization found that 65 accounts that were previously banned from the platform for violation of hateful conduct had been reinstated. Oh, 65. How many, how, many, how many are there on the platform? The ADL claimed that, quote, although the reinstated accounts themselves rarely posted explicit anti-Semitic content, there were, quote, anti-Semitic tropes, veiled attacks, and conspiracy theories among their networks of followers. Remember this claim, by the way. Remember this claim in light of the sound clip of the CEO Jeffrey Greenblatt's claim, part of, the, part of free speech implies tolerating hate speech. Just remember that. I'm going to read this again. The ADL claimed, quote, although the reinstated accounts themselves rarely posted explicit anti-Semitic uh, content, end quote, so they're not bad, they haven't posted it, there were, quote, anti-Semitic tropes, veiled attacks, and conspiracy theories among their network of followers. Well, if that doesn't include everyone and anyone on Twitter, holy crab apples. Uh, they weren't enforcing their own content and was de-boosting and demonetizing. Oh, it was not. In March, ADL reports said the X was not enforcing its own content moderation policies and Musk wasn't, quote, de-boosting and demonetizing hateful tweets as he promised. I don't think he ever promised that. I think he said they'll get the freedom of speech, not the freedom of reach, which means that he wouldn't promote or boost them. Not that he would de-boost and demonetize. I don't, I don't remember him saying that. All right, well, this, this rubbish goes on for uh, not much longer. Let's see here. ADL, Musk recently sued another anti-hate speech. Musk, he's doing it. 
He sued the Center for Countering Digital Hate. They always have the same names. In Canada, they have the Anti-Hate Network. In the States, Anti-Defamation Network. The Center for Counting Digital Hate. Ironic how the Anti-Defamation, Network, the Anti-Defamation League is responsible for defaming more people than uh, you know, other entities that don't have that name. The Anti-Hate Network in Canada is nothing but promoting hate. Nothing but. Maybe there's some exceptions where they, they do something else other than that. Hashtag uh, my opinion. <laughs> Uh, let's see here, yada, yada. All right. Um, okay, this is the same. Yaccarino, who was tasked with restoring relations with advertisers after being handpicked by Musk in May, claimed that last month that X has improved its hate speech moderation from its previous owners. By objective metrics, X is much healthier and safer than it was a year ago. I think that that was proven. I, I'll, I'll see if I can pull up my tweet, but I know it's out there. There were more tweets in 2019 and 2020 before Elon took over the company that were mean tweets. Um, okay, so, oh, several top advertisers have boycotted X and Musk since Musk took over, including Audi and Pfizer. Huh. It's good to know who Pfizer sponsors. Fidelity valuations severely marked down the value of the social media site from $44 billion Musk paid to $15 billion just six months later. Uh, Fidelity's own stake in the platform also plunged from nearly $9 million at the time of Musk's takeover to $6.5 million as of April. Okay, let's just remember this. Where was it? Where was it? Although the reinstated accounts themselves rarely posted explicit anti-Semitic content, there were anti-Semitic tropes, veiled attacks, and conspiracy theories among them. Okay. Wait for it, people. Where is the video? Here. I edited this together, people. It's not one video in case it's not patently obvious. Let me be clear. I believe that hate speech is part of the price of free speech. Let me be clear, I believe that hate speech is part of the price of free speech. What do we say on this channel, people? Let me be clear, I'm about to spout off bullshit. Let me be clear, I believe that hate speech is part of the price of free speech. Exhibit one. I think we've gotta be willing in a democracy to tolerate ideas that we really don't like, that we even detest. But tackling hate speech needs to be all of our commitment because freedom of speech isn't the freedom to slander people, Katie. That shouldn't be okay no matter who's running the company. Is Let me wearing, be cl- Okay, is he wearing the same suit, but he just took off the tie? Let me see something. Yeah, that looks like the same suit, just sans the tie. Uh, may, uh, 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 let's see here, look at the, I can't see the lapel thing. Either way. I believe that, what do you say? Let me be clear. Me be clear. I believe that hate speech is part of the price of free speech. But tackling hate speech needs to be all of our commitment because freedom of speech isn't the freedom to slander people, Katie. That, it can't be that. No. So when, when we call someone anti-Semitic, uh, we might be violating our own, our own understanding of free speech. But I believe that hate speech is the, is the vice that we need to tolerate with free speech but we need to tackle hate speech. And although these accounts haven't really posted anything vitriolic and we're holding it against Elon Musk and calling him anti-Semitic for it, they're part of a network that has put out tropes, whatever the hell that means. Uh, conspiracy theories, whatever the hell that means. All right, yeah, yeah, yeah. To be clear, let me be clear, I'm about to lie to you, but don't take my word for it, people. Let me see here. No. No, not that one. This one right here. Oh, no, no, no. Here, here, here. Look at this. This is, this is one of my favorites. According to the ADL, anti-Antifa is white supremacy. 
Antifa, anti-Antifa images, because the ADL, they, they flag images, they flag numbers that are suspicious. This is on their website, anti-Antifa images. If you are not pro-Antifa, you are a white supremacist. Let me see what the wording was here. More recently, white supremacists have created, this is actually from their website. Like I screen grab and, and try to get archived links just in case they decide to try to delete their absolute insanity. But if I took, if this is a screen grab that I shared, I took it with my own fat fingers. More recently, white supremacists have created similar imagery directed against Antifa, short for anti-fascist, the loosely organized left-wing and anarchist anti-racist movement. It almost sounds like the ADL is praising Antifa. White supremacists have coined the term anti-Antifa for themselves. Some anti-Antifa symbology. That's not, isn't that the word that they made up? Symbology? Isn't symbology not a word, it's symbolism? Okay, whatever. That's from the movie uh, Boondock Saints. Symbology, you mean symbolism. I'm gonna have to Google that in a second. Some anti-Antifa symbology simply reimagines earlier anti-sharp imagery such as overlaying a red circle. What's anti-sharp? Yada yada. Okay, fine. Let's skip all this crap here. Other Antifa, I'm at the bottom paragraph. Other anti-Antifa symbology perverts common Antifa slogans and logos, such as changing good night white pride to good night left side. Often anti-Antifa symbology explicitly or implicitly, implicitly or explicitly promotes violence against left-wing activists. If you are anti-Antifa, you're a white nationalist, white supremacist. If you are not pro-Antifa, you're a bad man. This is, this is the Anti-Defamation League. So if I, if, 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 if I or others are critical of Antifa, we're white supremacist sympathizers. It's an amazing thing. It sounds very defamatory. Uh, let me just see. There's another one here. I just want to see this here. ADL, stay signed up. ADL uh, numbers, numbers racist. I think there was a thing. Here we go. Hate display database. Hate symbol, 100%. <laughs> oh my God, this is a flipping joke. Let's just keep track of the numbers that are hate symbols. Hate symbol, 100%, is shorthand for 100% white among white supremacists. It is also common to create alphanumeric variations to proclaim solidarity with a particular white supremacist group or gang, such as 112% for... I'm not even going into that. Hate symbol 109110. The figure 109 is white supremacist numeric shorthand for the number of countries anti-Semites claim Jews have been expelled from. In calling for the expulsion of Jews from the US, they often refer to, okay, all right. So, we'll go, okay, look, we got 100%. So if my, if my kids ever get 100% on an exam, I should, I should punish them because they're white supremacists quite clearly. Um, oh my goodness, how, how stupid can this get? 1-11 is a numeric symbol used by the Aryan Knights, an Idaho-based prison gang, to identify themselves. Substitute letters for numbers. 1 and 11 mean A and K. Uh, don't they say AKA Aryan Knights? 12! The number 12 is a numeric symbol for Aryan Brotherhood groups, as are the numbers 1 and 2, respectively. So we've got 1, 2, 1, 2, 11, 109, 110, 100. Oh, we got a lot here. Okay, we got we got a lot here. This is this is this is true. This is twelve. Okay, we got that. We got number one, two. Thirteen. This is why um if oh my god. 
13 is a numeric symbol for the Aryan circle, the larger Texas-based race of Goose Gang. Substitute letters for 1 and 3 equals A and C, i.e. Aryan circle. 1352 and 1390. This one, I know where it's going. 1352 and 1390 are racist numeric codes used by white supremacists to portray African-Americans as savage and criminal. White supremacists claim that blacks make up 13%. Uh, the 1352 is a statistic that I think uh, some people might not like, uh, but mm, I think when the FBI was still uh, doing that type of breakdown, which I think they might have stopped now, probably for political reasons, hate symbol 14. It's a numeric, so we got, we, got, we got 12, 13, 14, and I guess it's gonna have one four. It's the numerical shorthand for the white supremacist slogan known as the 14 words. We must secure the existence of our people for a future for white children. 14 words, 1423, 1488, 18. That's funny. 18 is a hate symbol. 18 in Judaism is l'chaim. It's an amazing thing. It's an amazing thing. It's, it's, it's amazing in that it's, it's actually delusional and, and borderline psychotic. 18, uh, Alternate names, Combat 18, C1818, is a white supremacist alphanumeric code for Adolf Hitler. Shit, I didn't know that whenever I give $18 or $180 or $360 to bar mitzvahs or fundraisers, I didn't realize that I was committing a hate symbol. I am the, the worst, I'm the worst self-hating Jew on earth. I'm going to stop. 211 crew, 21, 2, 12, 12, 13, 23, 28, 311, 311. There's a band, I guess. It's a hate symbol, the band. 318, 336, 38, and it goes on? They can't have 11 pages. Okay, fine. So then we get into... <laughs> so hold on. How many pages of numbers do they have? One. Okay, let's just... I just want, for the sake of it, we're going to end this because this is just preposterous. Two. Get out of there. Two. Five, 83, 88, 9%. And then we get into the thing. Okay. So not, not that many. Oh, you're not seeing the, what I'm seeing. I'm pulling up a... Anyways, I was pulling up pages. That they've, got, they've got a page and a half of numbers. Okay, you can make this stuff up, but no one, no one would believe you. Uh, okay, so hold on a second. Before we get into some more examples, uh, there was um, something related to the ADL in that rumble rant. Mao Lane, I am behind, but look up the letter the ADL sent to Iceland after they tried to ban circumcision. The ADL threatened to ruin their tourism industry with anti-Semitic accusations. I'll, I'll definitely pull that up in a second. Right after we pull up some other examples of where the ADL is doing the Lord's work. What is grooming? This is from the ADL. The truth behind the dangerous, bigoted lie targeting the LGBTQ plus community. First of all, ADL, you did not use the 2S or the IA plus at the end and therefore you are bigots. Uh, you did not use the appropriate 2S, LGBTQIA+. You're bigots, you left out the two spirits, the I, intersex, and the A, asex. I, so, someone, I'm gonna screen grab this and I'm just gonna, I'm gonna cry, I'm gonna cry bigotry by the ADL. Holy cows, how could they, how could they dare do that? Wait until you read this article. Far-right and extremist voices have launched a significant attack on the, they did it again. The LGBTQ demonizing people via repeated false claims that the LGBTQ plus people are quote pedophiles end quote who are quote grooming end quote children in order to abuse them. This false and malicious narrative has been weaponized to label the LGBTQ plus community as quote groomers end quote and has fueled a slew of hostile legislation. Oh my goodness, and policies. Oh my goodness, this 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 is it's unbelievable. Um, 
at erasing the discussion of LGBTQ plus related issues in schools. Oh my goodness. So if you oppose teaching 2S LGBTQIA plus stuff in schools, um, and if you believe that that constitutes a form of grooming, sexualizing children, uh, you're a far right extremist. Hold on a second. CBC grooming kids Viva Fry tweets. I'm pretty sure. Stay signed out. Oh, I'll see if I can find that one. There was a CBC piece where they were going to children and getting uh, uh, drag queens and, and, and adults to ask these kids questions that were clearly making the kids feel uncomfortable. That's called grooming. Uh, it, and it doesn't even have to be 2S, it can be straight. Going up to a kid and talking to a kid about sex when you're not the kid's parents is grooming. Trying to get kids or compelling, coercing kids to feel comfortable about sexual discussions that fundamentally make them feel innately uncomfortable is called grooming. And now if you oppose legislation, if you, if you support legislation that would prohibit that type of grooming of children, if you believe that that type of behavior directed at children regarding sexual activities, sexual proclivities uh, is a form of grooming, the ADL is calling you a, an, an extremist. The, ABL, the ADL is defaming you. Ain't that something else? Let me see if I can't real quick like find the Viva Fry CBC grooming video tweet. It was so shocking. Here it is. I just found it right here. It's so shocking. And if you think that this is grooming and you call this activity grooming, the ADL is ready to defame you and you know try to hurt you. Here, check this out. This is it right here. Boom. Look at this. This, 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 is, this is totally not grooming. This is totally appropriate. And if you think that this is grooming, you might be a right-wing bigot. You probably use numbers like 18, 13, 1, 2, 7. Yeah, I'm feeling a little shy. How old are you? How old are you? How old do you think I am? How old, how old are you? I teach my kids to not tell people, to not answer the question from a strange adult, a stranger adult who happens to also be, how old are you? Stranger danger is how old I am. How old are you? How old do you think I am? Do you think I'm pretty? Yeah, I'm feeling a little shy. Feeling a little shy. How old are you? How old are you, little boy, little girl? How old do you think I am? I don't give a I'm flying nervous. fuck. How about that? Is this your first time, seeing a drag queen? Yes. Is this your first time, dot, 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 seeing a drag queen? This is Canada, people, not far from America. How does that make you feel? Uh, I'll fight it, but a little bit nervous. I'll fight anyway. it, but a little bit nervous. How does it feel seeing a drag queen? I'll fight it, but a little bit nervous. I feel dirty, I feel uncomfortable. This is absolutely wildly inappropriate for a kid, but I'll fight it. You know what that's called? Grooming. You can do drag, that's what's so special. I'm a little bit nervous. Why are you nervous? The best way to get less nervous is just to ask us question. Grooming. Do you, do you wear rings sometimes? No, not really. You're too young. Would you agree that makeup is for everyone? Too young to wear a ring, not, not too young to talk to a drag queen about being a drag queen, asking a drag, you know, answering the drag queen's question, how old am I? By the way, nothing to do with a drag queen. Some adult comes up to my kid and says, how old are you? How old are you, little boy? 
How old do you think I am? Get, oh my, I'm not a, I'm not a violent person and I'm not gonna like pretend that I punch him in the face. That conversation would come to an abrupt end and it would result in me calling the authorities. How old are you, little boy? Yeah, how old do you think I am? You wanna see the hair on my legs? You wanna pat down the hair on my legs and watch it come back up? Yeah. Yeah? Yeah. Where do you buy your drag clothes? Do That's you have like a favorite drag performer? Do you have a favorite drag performer? This girl, what's this girl, eight years old? Oh my well, god. This I haven't really seen too, like, many. Can I be your favorite drag performer since I'm the first one? <laughs> <laughs> yeah. I'm your first, little girl. I'm your first. Don't ever forget it. Grooming. Holy... Holy shit, I'm sorry. I'm sorry. There, I, I just gave everybody the tweet for that, because that the internet is forever, and there's a reason why they want to control... I've sent too many... I just got a warning on Rumble. It says I'm tweeting too. I'm I'm messaging too fast. Holy sweet merciful hell! And if you call that grooming, by the way, I th it looks like the ADL has a problem with you. Hey ADL, uh, you are the defamers. <laughs> Someone says I feel violated. I mean, it's like bark, bark loudly. I I feel dirty watching that. And again, I'll, I'll, I'll stress this until nobody can misunderstand. Nothing to do with the sexual proclivities of the adult asking the kids how old they are. Are they there first? How old do you think I am? Oh, is this your first? Uh, questions adults should never ask kids. Is this the first time? Dot, dot, dot. Oh my God. Okay. Sorry to use uh, the Lord's name in vain. I shouldn't have done that. All right. I think, uh, let me just see here. We got some, we got some, I'm going to save some stuff for the local side. Um, Okay, we're done. <laughs> so that's it. So the ADL might have barked up the wrong tree. And I don't think that Elon Musk is wrong. Uh, if, if the ADL has a history that is interesting in terms of creation, the purpose for which it was created. And I said this on Twitter, and I'll say this shamelessly and, and, and without, uh, without the slightest uh, apology. I guess the word is unapologetically. I will say this unapologetically. You know what exacerbates anti-Semitic sentiment? Jewish organizations that scream victimhood, defame others, and then hide themselves behind their Jewish nature of an organization to say that anybody who criticizes them is anti-Semitic. That is, as we say in battle, using the shield as both, a as both a defensive tool and an offensive weapon. The ADL does not get to cloak itself, uh, shield itself from uh, critique, from rightful critique, because they claim to be a Jewish organization. And I got to tell you, what exacerbates anti-Semitic sentiment is exactly what the ADL is doing now. I, I would dare say that the ADL has made the problem exponentially worse. And if their goal was to solve the problem, if everything you do exacerbates the problem, you might want to take a step back and say, maybe I'm doing it wrong. As it goes, let me just fact check myself in real time here. Uh, ADL CEO compensation... 2022 from charity watch people let me see i gotta find the dollar sign here i, I know i saw it oh let me see here here we go all right this is it from charity watch you know the, the the argument would be if everything that you're doing is actually bringing about the exact opposite result you would typically stop doing what you're doing unless your overall compensation for doing it is 1.25 million dollars which seems to be the case from charitywatch.org. 
Yeah. Fuck, there's, 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 there's good money in not solving the problem. It's, it's the same discussion we had about homelessness on the streets. It's good money for the government not, make, not solving the problem, and even worse, exacerbating the problem. They get to give themselves more funding. Geez, look how serious the problem is now. We need more money. $1.25 million. And by the way, I'm not an anti-capitalist. You want, to make, you want to make money. There's nothing wrong with making money if you do it morally, justifiably, uh, legally. I, don't, I won't even throw in ethically. Do, do it legally. There's nothing wrong with making money. Uh, but like my father used to tell us growing up, if you want to drive a Porsche and you want to live an opulent lifestyle, don't become a school teacher. There's nothing wrong with becoming a school teacher, but the reality is you won't drive a Porsche and you won't live in a mansion if you become a school teacher. If you want to, if you want to be rich, I would say maybe don't operate a charity. When people get rich operating charities, that's the exact opposite of capitalism. That's actually like a very sinister form of capitalism. Well, I want to, I want to be a capitalist charity, a not-for-profit activist organization. When you're making money, uh, exacerbating the problem you purport to have constituted yourself to solve, people can ask questions. All right. With that said, everybody, let's go take this pot hey, hey over to the locals. Here, I'm going to give you the link to locals. Link to... Oh, but so, so someone says here they all make over $100,000 there. here. It's, it's not just the ADL. The Red Cross CEO is like $650,000. There's nothing wrong with making $650,000. I just don't think you should be doing it, operating a charity. Link to locals. Remember, I mean, you all know this if you've been around the channel for long enough. One of my earliest files involved a charity. And I, and I looked at the guy after the meeting and I was like, I'm like, I'm, I'm scoping out the guy trying to, you know, analyze. I was like, got a fancy gold Rolex, got a big ass gold ring. And I'm like, is this normal that someone operating a charity, even if they had this money, that they flaunt the money this way? It's, it, it, it isn't normal. It wasn't normal. <sighs> okay, so come on over to Locals, everybody. Uh, there's going to be some stuff there. I know I've got something in the back. Um, uh, by the way, I think teachers deserve to get paid more, just, just so we're also clear on that. You know, that $113 trillion that the U.S. Uh, invested in Ukraine, however many billion, no, 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 it's not a trillion. It's $113 billion, sorry. <laughs> the $113 billion that the U.S. invested in aid to Ukraine and the tens of hundreds of millions that Canada did, can you imagine what difference that would make in a teacher's salary? And you could actually like uh, attract the most competent and not the most sordid of intended people who, you know, if you don't get paid a lot of money to go into teaching, you do it either for the love of the uh, profession, which I'm sure is some, or you do it for the love of that which follows the profession, which might be, you know, like being a boss to kids. Some people get off being a boss to kids, but uh, that's it. Okay, so... That is our show for today. Now, what do we have for tomorrow? Tomorrow, Julie Kelly coming on at 12.30. And then Francois Amelaga, he's the Cameroonian uh, dude in Quebec who was locked up for violating the COVID uh, mandate crap, fined $98,000 in change. He's organizing a protest on Saturday, so he's going to come on to promote that protest. Promote as in publicize? Make the public aware of. So Julie Kelly, 12.30. Maybe I think we've got it for 45 minutes. Um... Maybe more, we'll see um, if she can stay longer. And then Francois Amalaga. And then, you know, there will be news between now and then. But for now, oh yeah, Honor 234 says, I remember him. He's an amazing, an amazing guy. I remember the interview like it was yesterday. Uh, 
what did he say? Freedom is my mistress. Uh, if, if you lock me up in jail so that when you lock me up, I am locked up with freedom because if you leave me out here tonight, I am out here with injustice where my mistress is justice. So lock me up in that cell and at least I'll be locked up with justice. I said it a lot more uh, verbosely than he said it. He said it more eloquently, but it was great. All right, that's it. Last time, link to locals. Oh, the dog, I can smell her from here. Viva Fry. And just to leave everybody with the... Um, I hear children screaming in the other room, so it might be time for me to go play. But here, guys, go get one. And if you're gonna if you're gonna pay a lot for shipping, because shipping is expensive, you know, get more than one. But also, if you can, this is this is support the good stuff. Matt Orfela's documentary, uh, Trish Woods' documentary. Oh, who have I uh, been supporting recently? The Lahaina fires. Uh, there's a there's a, a you text uh, Mahalo to five five eight. Five, five, I think, or 558, five, whatever. There's ways to fund it directly. The Eric Clapton, a five times August show Sunday night. They're fund There, unfortunately, is too much stuff to, to help. Um, I helped out, uh, donated a little bit to, um, oh, geez, Pat King's defense. So there's too much, but if you have a spare change or you want a cool mug, go to Viva Fry and get uh, wanted for president. All right, now we are officially ending on, uh, on, on Rumble, unless I've missed some Rumble rant. Exclusive video of Barnes joining Trump's legal team. Okay, it's, it's, I think that's a meme. Let's end with this. Okay, we, we have time to end with this from locals. Can I do this? Okay, hold on. Well, it looks like bodybuilders. Okay, it's... it's Okay, I'm not bringing the meme up because it's it's a it's a it's Barnes shaking the hand with with bodybuilders. It's a, it's a good okay. But now we're, we're now we're seriously ending it. So go to live stream on Rumble. Come on over to vivabarneslaw.locals.com. Otherwise, I will see you all tomorrow. Ending on Rumble. See you on Locals. Peace, Rumble folks. Hello, Locals folks. Oh, hello, Locals. How's it going here? Let me just make sure that we're indeed off on YouTube. Oh, my, uh, that, that CBC video makes me feel dirty um, for having watched. Oh, it seems that my video on YouTube is copyright protected. Bullshit. Okay, I'll see what that one's all about afterwards. It says I cannot be monetized because it's copyright protected, which means I'm going to have gotten an email. Let's see in real time. Um, what I got the copyright claim for. It doesn't affect your channel, but they give you an email. Let's see this in real time and see if I'm gonna fight it or just delete the portion of the video. Okay. Uh, uh, scroll bunch of uh, daily caller, Stanton Optical. What the heck? I don't even get the, uh, haven't gotten the notification yet. That's great. Oh, copyright claim was for uh, Sam Harris TDS. Okay. Copyrighted content, Farewell Life, Arn Anderson Remix, claimed by Elite Alliance Music. Well, you know what I'm going to do, you sons of bitches? I'm going to go and just delete that music, you mother... Son of a gun. Monetization. Okay, monetize all countries. It doesn't even give me the option here. I'll fix it after. I'm not going to waste your time with this. All right, let's see what we got in the tips over here, and then we're going to get into the comments. 
Um, Mighty Pay, $1 tip. James Lindsay is going to Canada, October 2nd, October 3rd, to help free the people from their communist country. He said on knit, what's knitter? James Lindsay, I gotta have him on. We, I know we follow each other on Twitter. Excuse me, let me just make sure that I'm not sharing this. I know that I follow James Lindsay and I think he follows me. James Lindsay. I went to school with someone named Lindsay and um, I always get mixed up. James Lindsay, follow and follows you. Okay, good. I might, I'm, gonna, I'm gonna reach out to him. I, let me just do it right now. Uh, can you come on for an interview? Question mark. Done. Okay, so I've reached out to Lindsay. Now we're good with that. What was the next tip? We got Viva. Read this out loud. I am a so fucking we taught it. Oh, well, I'm an idiot. I thought I was smart, Mighty Pay, because I got you on the sofa king, because that was sofa king incredible. The sofa king. Uh, we taught it. Um, I'm just picturing Matt Damon right now. Bill Brown, three years ago today, Tubby and I getting some sun, checking in on my ladies. Uh, Bill, this is a serious question, and I, one day you're going to win the, uh, you're going to be the, the discussion person. What happens if, if Templeton eats the marijuana plants? What happens if, like, the, he'll get high, right? Like a dog, an animal or a pig will get high? My goodness. I, I Spam Ranger said Trump gave over 900, oh, he gave over 850, well, okay, Trump gave, this is from Spam Ranger. $1 tip. Trump gave over $859,770 to Jewish charities, including $43,000 to the ADL. I'm looking at the spreadsheet. Well, I mean, that's good insurance. <laughs> that's good insurance to avoid claims of anti-Semitism, but it doesn't make any bloody difference. They'll still accuse him of it. Um, Dr. Marek. Okay, so we got Ravella. Says, please consider Dr. Marek or Dr. Corey for sidebar. Marek sued the FDA, um, both lost their internal medicine board certification because they treated COVID patients using horse medicine. Um, I know I'm doing something with Dr. Malik, but not Dr. Marek. <laughs> Mandelici says, a stoned pig. Mighty Pe says, many trans activists are not pushing gender mutilation on minors. You just don't know enough of them. If they are pushing for males to go into female bathrooms, spas, schools, sports for girls, they are groomers. What are they looking for? Trans activists are groomers, Mighty Pay says in response to replying to 42. Well, 42, if you mean, um, who's the trans individual that smokes the cigar? Buck? Buck something? I, I know I follow, follow him on Twitter. Buck. Hold on one second. Yeah, Buck Angel. Transsexual. I'm following Buck Angel. I mean, it's a, it would be one of those cases where you would look at the picture and never even think that you're looking at a transsexual. If you mean like, uh, and I'm talking to 42, Buck Angel or, um, oh, geez, Louise. Though I had her on the channel. I can't, I'm just totally blanking. Um, yeah, there are, there are some trans adults out there who are saying, yeah, this is not for kids. Uh, you should not be giving puberty blockers or hormone therapy to kids. You should not be talking about this with kids. And you should not certainly be encouraging this in children. I'm sure they exist. And I know, I've, I've had two, I've, I've had at least one on the channel. Uh, but on, that's not the movement. The movement is that woman who was on Alyssa Milano's podcast talking about how she basically gave her, is giving her 12 year old kid irreversible uh, hormone therapy. It's, 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 it, I, I believe it's criminal. 
And I will not apologize for believing that either. Blair White. Thank you, Lainey Mack. I'm a total brain fart. I keep on thinking of Sydney, Sydney Watson. I don't know what that, that name was stuck in my head. Um, so that's it. No, so it's, it's, it's I mean, there, I'm sure there are some adults out there who say this is not for kids. There's some, there are some, there are drag queens out there who say this is not for kids. It never was. How, it's sick that everyone even made it for kids and it makes it worse for the, the good, uh, the good trans, the good, um, what's the word, drag queens out there who, who understand this was not ever for kids. And anybody saying it is, is a groomer. And it's only a question of whether or not there are anything worse. Now, I had stuff on the backdrop that I wanted to bring up. We're going to do it here because there's a couple of good things here. Um, okay, so we got the meme. I'm just going to close down some stuff so that... Okay, we got the meme. Oh, the meme, this is uh, AI. I need to use an AI generator to do the... Okay, now, why did I have this one up? Notice it's the exact same demeaning... Uh... Oh, yeah. Sorry, I think I shared this already on Locals. I shared this on Locals, eh, already? Who felt that the government was deliberately spraying coal germs in subways, was deliberately mm. trying to make people ill? I, you, you look at Will Smith back then when he says this, and then you look at Will Smith slapping Chris Rock, get my name out your mouth, and turning into a total adult cuck, I believe is the word. They have to have something on him. I mean, I, I just, like, who was it that I was talking to about how you could get Neil deGrasse Tyson, it was uh, Patrick Bet David, how you could get Neil deGrasse Tyson to, to pull such a monumental 180 that will absolutely destroy his legacy forever and rightly so. You get a scientist coming out and saying, but, 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 but they have the system to make sure the, the, the vaccine was good, man. Or you have a scientist come out and say gender is a sex, is a, how do, on a spectrum, how do you do that? He says, you get a picture of an old guy banging a 15-year-old and they will, uh, they will sing. That is the type of extortion material that will make somebody do anything. And they weren't, I, I don't think Patrick Bet David is wrong. With the AIDS virus, this is pretty serious stuff. Do you really feel that? Well, that's a good question. Well, I'm with Barbara Walters now. Oh, that's a serious one. Okay, so I got to, now, because people are going to chase me after oh, yeah. this. People are going to chase me. Um, I believe that, that it is quite highly possible that that the the AIDS virus is a result of genetic warfare testing. That'd be, that's crazy. Look at her dismissive tone here and then ask yourself where you've seen this dismissive tone. By American agents? Absolutely. Will. Will. Why? Am I a conspiracy theorist? I'm a conspiracy theorist, aren't I? The Democrats are a party of pedophiles. I would definitely say so. They support grooming children. They are not pedophiles. Why would you say that? Democrats, Democrats support, even Joe Biden, the president himself, supports children being sexualized and having transgender surgeries. Sexualizing children is what pedophiles do to children. Will. I mean, they're like, they're the same person. It's like, I, I was, they look like the same person, but they're two different people. Leslie Stahl. What's Leslie Stahl? <laughs> uh, we already saw this. Okay. Uh, too late. We had to watch it again. Fascinating. Oh, okay. 
All right, now well, let's let's do this for fun. I'm just going to answer a few questions in the chat as they come in from the bottom, so I don't scroll through the top, because I've seen Robert does this. And Mighty Piss is MSM is scum. Uh, you know what the you know what the result of genetic warfare testing Lyme disease. I've never heard that. Sheena Rose, there is evidence to support this. Judy, uh, a scientist, has the evidence. Okay, I don't understand why the parents don't belt him in the mouth. Okay. That might be something else. Uh, in the Belfry says, Tamara's trial begins today. I sincerely hope Canadians are paying attention to this, but sadly, not likely. I, uh, and even the ones that, they don't care. I just lost that. I lost that comment. Uh, she will be painted by the mainstream media, ordered to do so by Crowley. No question. Do you think they will try to kill Trump? I don't like reading that question. I don't like saying those words. Uh, there is no depth to which they will not stoop. I, I defer to Tucker Carlson on this because I think he... He no longer has the fear of the zeitgeist of even saying the words. Hey, we got we got two saying the genetic warfare result is Lyme's disease. I want to see that. Uh, we got Anderson Cooper is the descendant of the Vanderbilts, also Operation Mockingbird. Yep, we knew that. Wait, you can locals? You can at locals? Does that actually work? I think it does. You could tag anybody here. 42 says, make no mistake, this is the real battle, but it is being pushed by 0.001% or less of the real world. Yeah, until you get into a world where the social contagion has resulted in 20% of millennials thinking they're somewhere on the spectrum, which, given all the letters, 2SLGBTQIA+, they are, because the plus encompasses everything. So anyone with a sexual fetish, no judgment, considers themselves to be part of the 2SLGBTQIA+, movement. Oh. Um... Lovin' Two Lime says, if they do, I'm not reading this either. I don't want to put this, this mojo juju out in the universe, people. Oh, my butt hurts. Okay. Uh, Mighty Piss says, what is the name, what is his name? What is his name said that the comic in England was talking about? Okay, I'm not reading any of these. Okay, enough, wait, move on to another question here. I just want to go home back to a time where everything was still good, says Selrin. And I don't know when that was. Maulin says, reposting Viva, check out this article about Greenblatt from the ADL threatening Iceland. Okay, so let's see this here. I'm going to bring this up. I, I, it's a funny thing. I heard about this at the time. Okay, I'm not looking at the article yet. I think this would have had to have been 2017 based on, I won't say, 2017. That's my guess as to when this was. 2018. Am I good or am I good? Because I remember hearing about it, but then I remember like, I'm still not getting involved in this. I don't want to talk politics. It makes too many people unhappy. Um, American Anti-Defamation League threatens Iceland because of circumcision ban. I've had disagreements with people over this. I mean, I, I, I don't think it's the mutilation that people like to analogize it to when it comes to uh, the trans stuff. I understand how people take issue with it. I just say, I, it happened to me. It was so painful I couldn't walk for a year, bada bing, bada boom. Uh, I don't have the, you know, I don't think it's mutilation because I don't think it impedes with the natural function of the organ. That's my, that's my definition for mutilation. I know some people say it makes the tip less sensitive. I've got nothing to compare it to. And it, if it's supposed to make people less sensitive, didn't work on me, but that's a little TMI that only the missus knows. Okay, I'm joking. Uh, so I just, I'll agree to disagree with people on that, but I understand the arguments. The ADL is the most powerful Jewish has vouched, has recently vouched to turn the world's attention to the subject of growing extremism in Iceland if the circumcision ban is approved by Parliament. Vissiad reports, like many before him, Greenblatt has criticized the bill on the religious, yada, yada. He also, he ever added that if the bill becomes a law, it would have a disruptive effect on the reputation and economy of the country. Should Iceland bail, mail, ban male circumcision, making it impossible for Jews and Muslims to raise families in your country, we guarantee that Iceland will be celebrated by neo-Nazis, white supremacists, and other extremists. Hmm. 
That sounds like a, a, a promise and not a threat. No. Which one is it? I forget the expression. He wrote in a letter to the Icelandic parliament, adding that even though it can be acknowledged that hatred against Jews was not necessarily a force behind this bill, it will nonetheless have a great impact on the most, on the most prejudiced groups. They will celebrate the ban as the first legislation in Europe since World War II towards making a country, Judenrein, free of Jews, Greenblatt added. In the past six months, our reports have showed that... Okay. I'll read it. I want to read the letter in its entirety, but I have no doubt. Like, it's like, hey, man, it's a, you know, you better do this or there will be tragedy. Almost seems to incentivize the tragedy. You better do this or there'll be problems. Almost seems to incentivize the problems. It's quite an interesting dilemma how that works. The threat was when the ADL said they should take into account the economy impact of Iceland by being seen rightly or wrongly. Oh, I'm sure. And they'll say, oh, and now every, if you pass this legislation, there's going to be an uptick in anti-Semitic sentiment, actions, et cetera, et cetera. And that's the, what we call the political permission slip dog whistle. You get some actors either coordinated, uh, uh, remunerated, or just uh, independent who do it. And then they get to say, look, we said it was going to happen and it's happening. Uh, Yep. Viva, that's right. That's from the Chad 1776. Oh, 1776. I'm pretty sure that number of Chad. Oh, I'm pretty sure the word Chad is on the ADL's watch list. I don't want to ban circumcision, but, but I would like it to stop happening too. Yeah, I, I just, cir circumcision in particular, it's not, I don't have a blind spot for it. I don't have a soft spot just because I'm Jewish and it, it, I did it. They did it to my, my, my wee wee. I, I consider mutilation to be something that impedes with the proper functioning of an organ, which is how you distinguish between male circumcision and female circumcision. Um, and that's it. Uh, now, when it goes wrong, holy shit, I know. I, I've read the stories of when it goes wrong. Tzitzi Bepe, when the, when, the, when the rabbi sucks the blood out of the penis and there's been like eight or 12 cases of kids contracting herpes. And when a newborn contracts... No, I've never met a Jew in my... Maybe, I, I'm thinking maybe, what's his name? Uh... Nearman might have defended uh, the practice. I don't, I don't defend that practice. That, that rightly should be outlawed. Anybody who says, I need, I need to suck the blood from the wee-wee, um, mouth to penis? Nope. Ken, 1979. 1979 is another number there. I was, I was born in 79. Hey, Viva Fry, when was the moment that you couldn't, when the, that I just couldn't stand Trudeau? For me, and this is as an outsider, it was when he corrected that girl, people kind. <laughs> I, don't, I don't know if you can hear that, but the kids are having a secret brigade or something. Uh, that, that, not, that turned my stomach. When did I loathe Justin Trudeau? I'd have to go with people kind as well. When was that? Let me see. If people kind was not, was not 2016... Uh, then it's not early enough. People kind Trudeau. 2018. So, oh man, I'm trying to think. It was the socks. I don't remember when he started with his fucking cute socks. That's when I really hated him, but I don't have a distinct socks example. When was it that he talked about his socks? Let me see if I can find a Trudeau socks news. Yeah, these are all new because 2017. I think it was 2017 with the socks, but anyway, that's funny. Ukraine and the Google game. Okay. I'll, I'll, I'll look into that and confirm the exact date when it happened. Scrolling all the way down to the bottom, mighty pay. Will CDC be held accountable for anything after the FDA ruling? Center for the Disease Control. 
I, I don't know offhand. First of all, I would just say no as a rule because the government never gets held to account. But I don't know what uh, I don't know what would be considered ultra virus for the CDC based on their on their statutory or legislative authority. So I don't know what would um, uh, what would be out ultra virus their their authority um, as relates to specific accusations. So I could not. You'll you'll find with me when I answer a question, it's going to be much more. Uh, it'll be it'll be very carefully worded because I don't have the confidence. And to some extent, I don't have the reflexive knowledge that Barnes actually has. In my opinion, circumcision for sanitary reasons is akin to putting fluoride in the water to make teeth stronger. If you assume there are no side effects to either one. Um, but no, because it's only on a one, it's only on a one by one decision. It's parental authority. I mean, it's parental rights, religious rights. And, and, and ultimately the sanitary reason is one of them. Um, but it's, it's, it's fundamentally like one on one parental authority and not in the sense where a parent has the right to transition their child. It's, it's one that does not cause uh, dysfunction or impeding with the proper function of anything. So it's, to me, it's more like piercing an ear. You'll always have a scar from the ear piercing. You can't put back the foreskin, but that's, that's, my, that's my take. And I appreciate some people will not like it. Okay, someone said, Ken1979 says, I apologize for the eye the eye torture. I'll just phrase it that way. I'll watch that afterwards. Spinnaker says, what are your thoughts on investing in uranium at this point? Too late. I, I haven't checked uranium prices. I'd say the only precious metal that I even own anything of and very limited is gold. And you know, you always say, you always say I should have gotten in back then. Um, but there's something, there's something to be said about tangible stuff that you could sell that you can pawn off quickly if you need to. But you know, it's good. You sell, your, you sell your gold. I don't know what it's worth now, but you sell an ounce of gold for, you're up 50%. Good luck buying shit with that because you made money on your gold, but everything you're going to spend that money on costs exponentially more. Um, let's see what we got. Wait, uranium is considered a precious metal? Oh, I'm, I might be thinking of platinum. Was that a joke then, the uranium? Now that I'm thinking about it. Do I own Bitcoin, says the Chad 1776. Um, I don't own anything in a hard wallet. I own maybe, maybe like $4,000 worth. I, and I won't say what it started at. <laughs> no, it's actually, I know I, I own, I only, I, I own very little, uh, because I, all that I did was lose money on Bitcoin. I don't understand it. Never understood it. Tried to ride it as like a short term gamble and just lost. And I say, what the fuck? Don't, I don't, I shouldn't do things that I don't understand. All right. Um, for, oh, and we got uh, N. Spencer, we got a discussion that says, fair enough, I see your point about not having anything to compare to. My, for what it's worth, my son isn't circumcised. Seemed like an out-of-date practice to me. Oh, dude, what, when we circumcised our kid, like, I could, I could picture uh, people looking at this process and thinking it's totally barbaric. I can totally understand that. Uh, flip side, the way they do it in a hospital is, is, you know, the idea of using any sort of anesthetics, waiting to a point where there's much more sensation in the foreskin, that, that's worse. Uh, but I watched it, you know, didn't, I don't think there's a guy watching that doesn't hold their balls. How bad will 2024 be, Mighty Pair? It's going to be the, it, it'll be a, an ideological, cultural revolution. It's going to be amazingly fascinating period to live through. Oh, the world is moving towards nuclear energy, hence uranium. Yeah. Selwyn says, now it is normal, so that's why the public perception is that it makes your people look nicer. I remember the first time I saw an uncircumcised penis. That was weird. I, I, I was a kid. Like, we were just peeing in the same toilet. I was like, what the hell is that? It looks like a snapping turtle. It, it looks like an uncircumcised penis looks like a, 
looks like the head of a, of a, of a, of a soft-shelled snapping turtle. So my good friend, I was like, what the, what is that? Like, back in the day, like, all, all of my friends were Jewish, so, like, I didn't, I didn't, I'd never seen an uncircumcised. I was like, I had a friend, went, went to another un-Jewish friend. Wasn't traumatizing. Ah, uh, all right. Um, yeah, OG's TMI. Okay, so hold on, what do we got here? This looks interesting. Replying to 42, you have to understand why the taboos were introduced. Okay, so I'm not going to get into that. I can't get into that. We got Elo, me too. I didn't even know that I'd been cut, since, says Spline Jones. The other thing is that, I, but I knew a lot of non-Jewish people who were also circumcised. There's a number of reasons to do it, which are preventative hygiene and just, you know, uh, some people think it looks nicer. Oh, no, this thought's, okay, forget it. We're done, done with the circumcision. No more, no more talk about penises. Um, okay, so Gigum Gigum says, oh my gosh, I just got here. What were we talking about? Penises and circumcision. We're done. Now, I think I had something else in the back. I'm just changing the subject. Slightly. Oh, look at the, uh, look at the, uh, look at the birdie over there, as my grandmother would have said. Uh, media outlets. What were oh, this was Vivek. This I, had I can a offer clear evidence that the number of climate disaster related deaths is down by 98% over the last yeah. century. I wanted to bring this up on, on Sunday night when we were talking about uh, DeSantis's perfect response to the question, but I didn't. All right, so people, let's see, hold on. Oh, oh, hold on, crack my back. Oh, that, okay, that wasn't a crack, that was. You guys want, you want proof of life of Pudge and all the risks that that entails? Uh, Finboy Slick says, in September 1759, the French conceded the colonies to the English. It was a ploy. They knew that 200 years later, the Trudeau bloodline would destroy the entire thing. That's, that's, uh... <coughs> Excuse me. Which is surprising. Okay, sorry. I haven't got that. All right. So let's do, um, let's do one more. Hold on. Hold on. Let me just make sure that I've got nothing on my backdrop that I was supposed to talk about. Shigazi, Elon Musk, Texas Attorneys General's impeachment. Yeah, I got to read the article before I can talk about it and look into it a little bit. And uh, that's it. Okay, people, she's come. Punch, 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 punch. You gonna come here? She's not coming. All right. Uh, I'm gonna go see what the kids are doing. No, we're gonna end with audible and eye torture right here. Unfortunately, in Canada, our volunteering as a charitable religious organization is extremely difficult. Extremely. That's why, in actuality, we cannot do free volunteering to help our neighbors in need as we truly desire. So that's why we came here today to ask you to also look into the policies that religious charitable organizations have in our legislation so that it can also be changed because Maternal love is the love that's going to change the future of mankind. So we'd like you to look uh, we, we like to say people kind, not necessarily mankind, because uh, yeah. it's more inclusive. There we go, exactly. <laughs> yes, thank you. We can all learn from each other. I'm gonna keep that you can't always plan when you'll need a gun. Rational that. gun owners carry not because it's a weapon, but because it's a shield. Uh, I'm actually going to go watch that ad. <laughs> All right, people, everyone, thank you again for being here. Let me just make sure I didn't miss any tips. Uh, Mighty Piss says, I've seen all kinds in healthcare, some turtles with shells and some without. 
Will the CDC help be held accountable? I got that. I linked the AI picture. Oh, Finboy Slick, what AI generator are you using? I linked the AI pictures in the comments here to save you the trouble of looking for them. Thank you. What is the AI uh, software that you're using? Okay, Trump gave that. We got all that. Okay, tell me that. Just punch, punch, get over it. We're doing it. We're doing it. We're doing it. Look at this. If I pick her up in her bed, um, if I pick her up in her bed, if she poops, look at the little baby. So she she doesn't smell good. I think I gotta give her a bath. Now she wants. Okay, we're going down. Oh. And Winston, if we'll we'll end on a little TMI. I gotta trim Winston's butt hair because he's got the will nots, as in will not come out when he poops. They get stuck in the little in the long hairs on his butt, and it's, it's even like uh, the neighbors if they saw me this morning must have thought something was going on because I was with a bag on my hand trying to pull them off the butt hair of the dog. None of us <laughs> were happy. Or uh, at least I felt very, very, very dirty. So I had, now I had to end it on something disgusting. Uh, let me see in the chat if... Yeah, TMI, that's it. Show, Winston's not in here. I don't know where Winston is. Uh, Winston's outside. Um, Viva Fry, I use Stable Diffusion through something called, dude, that's, you already got, you already got complicated for me. It's not for beginners. I'll gladly take requests from you. I'll send you something because I, I want to put together the children's book that I read and I had a couple of ideas, but I think I'm just going to go with AI generated images. So that's, that's why. Um, okay. Hold on. Going, man. I'll be there in a second. Oh. All right, Winston's been in here the whole time. <laughs> what the? Who wants to see the will nots? Nobody. Kiss me, you fool. Ooh, harsh. Anyhow, so um, I think we are gonna do a little grooming. I like it when Winston is long-haired and ragged like that, but it's got its practical downfalls. Okay, that is all. I feel naked. Do not show us his butt. Don't worry, Mandalici. That would be snipped and clipped and abused for improper purposes. Uh, go. I will see you tomorrow. 1230, Julie Kelly. And uh, thank you all for being here. Enjoy the day. I'm going to go uh, fish. I'll send a video of the fish tank to show the update of outside. We got six plecos, little baby plecos to clean the algae. But the tank is crystal clear. It's beautiful. I'll send you some pictures. Uh, thank you all for being here. See you tomorrow, people. Enjoy the day. Mm -hmm.